The Commander Crunch Podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 48. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite. Uh, favorite. I've already made an absolute blunder. It's been a while. You're speaking uh, favorite, Australian. Exactly. Favorite format of Commander plus a side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Sam, aka Pass the Jam Sam on the uh, the Twitters and Instagram, the Wombat Combat, I want to say this week. Uh, usually joined by Cheshire, who is, is currently having a vacation and a bit of time off. Uh, couldn't sync up these schedules this week, but that's fine. You'll see Chesh very, very soon. Um, but actually joined by a guest. So I better, uh, because uh, said there's no preamble with just Chesh, I better introduce the guest so I uh, can actually have someone to talk to. So um, as you often know, the, our guest profiles with the community and creators have become a place to share and explore the essence of Commander and why we play and have effort to promote and celebrate those qualities and just have a good time talking to great people, going off any tangents we possibly can because that's what we do around here. It's fine. Uh, this week we have uh, an absolute friend of uh, a great friend of ours that's uh strangely and miraculously in our own time zone and i think the first guest that we've ever had in our own time zone would you believe it after 48 episodes how does that even work uh it's melbourne's own cultivator of fun in edh and and just great friend of ours rodrigo the yep. king of engineers how you doing man i am personally surprised you got my name on the first try what do you mean how would oh. i how would i miss miss misname that so for the people overseas it's a national pastime to mess up with someone's name if it's not mm-hmm. a typical Anglo-Saxon name. So I've heard all versions of my name, which includes Roberigo, Roberto, Robert, and my personal favorite, Rob, because I just tell people, what's your name? Rod. Okay, Rob. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's three letters. How do you mess up three letters? Wow. In just my, good, jo- good job, Australians. No, just like, in just... My, uh, in my defense, my B's and D's don't sound that much different. Yeah, yeah. Because of the way I speak. So I, I don't fault them too hardly. At the same time, I'm I, I'm beyond caring. Anyway. So you were, you were saying before, which was really interesting, and I, I'm fascinated by this stuff too, but like for sound checks, first of all, you go consonants, which I should know this because I do mm-hmm. some audio things, but not really. Who am I kidding? I do a, an amateur podcast, seriously. <laughs> um, I didn't know that's what you, you test in a sound test, but the plosives mm. you said about is very interesting because I do know that, which is like, you have a pop filter for that, or I just go back through the audio and kind of do a, a run through, which is like a yeah, I think you can do an overall filter to get rid of plosives. Anyway, pop noises basically. Yeah. Um, then you mentioned basically the 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 um, the kind of the Spanish. Uh, what do you even call it? The um, the cadence, I guess, or like the the the, the way um, the kind of language is spoken has a lot of kind of softer consonants, which is mm. really fascinating. And I said that was a lot more elegant. Like that was, was really actually lovely. Yeah, like I've had some time to think about it. So the first one, for the first one, which would be about the the way you do a sound test, you want yeah, to yeah. get a lot of hard consonants. So you want like T's, you want P's, you want you don't want R's, you want B's. Mm. Like you want stuff that will break up the sounds. You want to have you want to hit your valleys. You want to hit the peaks. Yeah. So K's good, P's good to get the pop filter going on. You want the T's because you know 
it's so hard. And and especially as speaking with somebody who's half half deaf and is want to learn Spanish, I had a lot of time to think about language. Mm. And one of the things I brought up was the Spanish alphabet, which is the source of all accents. Because an accent Ooh. is the way you speak, and each language has a way of pronouncing its alphabet. And even if they have the same alphabet, there'll be differences in how you speak, because we all know totally. how the English alphabet sounds if you listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> Let me just quickly run through you what this Spanish alphabet sounds like. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, N, O, P, Q, R, W, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Wow. So, so the dole R is like double, two, two double, R's, double R. So we have double, yeah, wow. double L, double R, the N, which is an N with a squiggle at the top. Mm. I feel like that's actually getting right the double V too, like which is like that's W. It's, it's a it's a W, but like it's clearly it's always the 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 glyph of a W is always been a double V when you look at it visually. Mm. And that's like that as a kid, I was always like, why? It's why isn't a double V? So actually, it's double U, so it's W. Oh, it still is. Ah, interesting. But it's like U, U and V are basically the same. Just one, yeah, yeah, just yeah. one. One has a bit more weight. Ah, it makes sense too. Doseki. Like that's that's yeah, I gotcha, gotcha. Two as in the, the beer, right? Yeah, dosekis. Two actors. Ah, I got it, I got it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so interesting. Because I don't have an I don't have the Australian accent per se. I have a bit mm. of it, but I don't have the Australian accent, which I cannot do to save my life despite living in the <laughs> island for close to twenty years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like I can found the Australian accent. I, I'm sure I if want you to ditch close it. Enough, you can hear my partner <laughs> cackling in the background because very yeah. soon I'll do the Australian accent and you'll go, "What the fuck was that?" But <laughs> <laughs> I might put another and, shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> and shout out to Jen for being a, um, a a great friend of ours and and you know hanging yeah. out for all uh, all, I mean, all good cat uh, cat. Cat and magic times for uh, when we've needed them on these uh, kind of lockdown times over the last mm. year or so. so oh, we are yeah. go- we are almost free, baby. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. No more, no more random person on the roof. But that's a whole other story for another day. What's going to happen uh, this this episode? No doubt, uh, we're going to go down some tangents, and I'm going to be cool with it. And, and it, it feels weird actually starting an episode with such a great friend of mine. And you know, I, I have to say, Rod, you've you've you know helped out so much the last year or so. Just being a you know someone to play commander with, someone to bounce ideas off. Mm. Um, very much as I said, and I meant it. Like cultivator of fun in EDH, and we've had some of our best times. Kind of just, you know, pretty hard times uh, where we just just jump on the spell table and like, just kind of let it fly. And you the know, last two um, years have definitely been one about forging friendships wherever you can. Exactly. We have to. We definitely have to thank our mutual friend Chesh for it. Of course, of course, and he's, he's not here to uh, to oh. kind of claim that, but he he usually would claim such things as he does because he uh, he sees himself as the uh, the 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 what do you call it the. Blue? The point, the point guard to kind of throw up all the alley oops of friendships, and uh, you know, just oh, just bring people together, and yeah. uh, which I'll give him credit for that, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we're we're going to go down some tangents. Um, I should say too, uh, in case I did, I, I mentioned a couple of times on Twitter, we we had a couple of weeks off as more just due to scheduling, and I think mm. Chesh and I both had a bit on as far as I started a new job. I'm Chesh was houses. going. 
Yeah, yeah, Rod's gone through houses, so we we kind of pushed a few things back. But I think with always the proviso, it's like exactly like you say, we do this for fun. Um, we don't. Uh, I don't think you know. I'd I'd like to think we're doing it for people as yeah. well. That kind of thing. But I'm not going to sit there and go. I'm, I'm worried about. I absolutely have to push something out every week because you know that's no way to live. You know, like absolutely when you're creating stuff, you know, you got to do it when you're in zone. That kind of thing. So we are here. We're we're still here to stay. Don't worry about it. We've got plenty of awesome things lined up. But you know, as it sometimes goes, we take a couple of weeks to kind of uh, you know kind of get back in the flow or you know recharge your social batteries. Bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and not to mention Melbourne getting into a space now where we're uh, you know it's, we're going to be like oh we can go and just see everyone again. It's like that's going to take me a bit of time to get used to, which is anyway. It had become that uh, meme of the Simpsons of the old people. Hooray, we can go outside. I don't like the look of those teenagers. Let's go back in. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly how I feel. Kate and I are like, uh, do you want to just like slow roll this a little bit? I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm just like. Not the most stoked to kind of like just see everyone just it's just going to take some time that's all like i don't know you kind of you don't see that many people for so long and then yeah time whatever anyway there is some magic to talk about this mm. week i'm very keen to kind of pick apart your brain rod apart as far as like always a great conversations on the way you view commander the way we keep it fun mm. a lot of that whole thing that i always joke about that commander's just the excuse and like having a good time with the people you're you know enjoying with having a bit of you know sometimes it is about tolerance of you know like mm. kind of going oh i'm gonna let someone just kind of do their thing for a bit maybe it's not the most convenient for me whatever just I'm not going to put pressure on them. It's fine. Um, and kind of like learning each other, each other's flows to kind of, you know, because a lot of the time we are kind of just getting to know each other on the other side of a screen or yeah. that spell table, or whatever. And I think that's a huge thing that I think a lot of people have experienced for the first time jumping on with randos. And I joked about it today with someone that's like, you can find your your rhythms and, and flows of like, oh, I've got one game of Commander in me for this week. I'm just going to go back to the people I know. And mm-hmm. that's fine. It's kind of that like, you know, local... Uh, you know, LGS crew, the, the people that you don't have to have the full like half an hour rule zero convo with or like worry about you're going to annoy you or whatever. Mm. Um, but then it is about sometimes like going out in the wild and playing new people for the first time, which happens on Spell Table. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, it can be a wild time. And, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't done the, the feature on Spell Table, but I do see it there now that you can just go, oh, just join a random game. I'm like, whoa, no, that's, that's not like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not... That is next level, exactly. Oh, the anxiety because you like you don't know what you're walking into. Being that, like, I think there's there's a few levels here. There's like there's Twitter. You might know people mm. um, or know of people, and you might engage them for a game if they're a content creator, whatever. Uh, there might be people you meet on Discords, and mm-hmm. there's some level of endorsement for like, in a way, when you think about it, say an MTG Lexicon Discord or um or you know another one that like. If they're a listener of this podcast or, you know, like a CCO or something like that, they're probably going to get Commander in the same way or like mm. be approaching Commander the same way relatively anyway. So, it's like a fairly good approximation. But yeah, like you say, it's very funny. You look at the bottom thing on Spell Table, you're like, whoa, that's just jumping into the wild, isn't it? So, I'm interested to hear if anyone's done that and had a uh, an interesting time. I because... love the idea of the Command Fests because that's what it is. It's, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Play of Stranger on steroids. Yeah, but, you gotta find a flash hulk every now and then. You're like, whoa, hey, buddy! Like, you know, exactly. Um, but like, I've for me, Commander's always been a social experience. Like, yeah. I played at the local game store in the before times because mm-hmm. I I interacted with the people at the store. We've known each other, or just a way to break the ice. 
totally, I get totally. a read on their personality, which has broken a few couple of friendships because I realize <laughs> they're not worthy of my time or patience. And 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 they're like actually that's it's a strange point too that like magic has been the maybe it is the social conduit to like make me actually investigate such things, but it's mm-hmm. been the it was the heart of the reason I for the first time in my life had to kind of you know you know let someone go from you know my kind of friendship sphere or like I just didn't want to it wasn't healthy for me to kind of converse with them anymore and mm-hmm. I, it, was a, it was a hard thing and and magic was strangely a kind of a uh, a weird activator to that. So, but that's, that's a, that's a strange aside in that. I think it's more just that makes you think about those a lot more. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've started my magic career with two of my closest friends. One, mm. which I don't talk with enough, enough. Uh, we don't talk very often cause we drifted apart. Um, that one is, let's call him Mr. Control for now because I'm sure he'll come up later. <laughs> um, and the other one's my, oh, co- yes. uh, the one Painting my, the closest, my best man, Cam, who we've I've known since basically I moved into Melbourne day one, mm. and he's the he's the one who got me to buy a who encouraged me to buy a pre con, uh, which is another story. He was the one who at the first packs ever, the one that was in the showgrounds, Australia. Oh yeah, yeah, that, true. That was a complete mess of a convention. I'm not surprised. We've, we have some messy conventions. Well, like here, it was like it was the first time from a US company, so that's more a slightly more forgivable. That's, that's usually what I was about to say. It's like, yeah, usually it's like, ah, oh, yeah, just do it in Melbourne. It's like, yeah, good job. Hmm. It's, it's well, like well, I do remember vividly that was the when they first started doing the let's not just treat this set as another set because Ravnica kind of bombed, from what I understand. Like OG Ravnica, like no uh, Return to Ravnica, the first. Oh, one. gotcha, gotcha. Like yeah. before the third, the first Thurs block. Because yeah, they yeah, were, that's because right. during the Pax Australia they did the pins, the pins, um, and also, <laughs> and also they were the first one to show off the the story side of magic with Theros. That was the first big one, mm-hmm. and Cam was that's like, right. "Come with me to the panel." I'm like, I I don't like magic that much. And then oh, you, you who, will learn to love it. I did guess you spent six flights at the next pre-release. Exactly. Oh, it's, it, was it's, our, it was on my birthday too, which was another coincidence. It gets the hooks in. Um, that's a, that's another little side too. It's uh, I, I spending some time with you on the last um, uh, pre-release kind of w- the event weekend that it me- was meant to be. We couldn't go to stores, of course, but mm. um, or what, what's going on in Australia. But we both bought a bought a kit and then did the spell table thing. And that's the first time I've used the 1v1 on spell table. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. This is like, I'm still surprised that modern didn't get like, or maybe it does. I don't, maybe I just don't see it. But like modern and, you know, constructed 1v1 formats don't get as much kind of burn on spell table or it was kind of not as much as what it was for. And mm. it was really delightful. Just go, hey, let's just play some pre-release. And it felt like that time again, you know, which is really nice that you can do it remotely. And I'm going to try and do this with a lot of our international friends, you know, when possible anyway. And just, you know, at the very least, like keep your kit together from if you get to go to in-store ones and just like, oh, let's play some friends, um, you know. But it was it was funny that we both did them like, oh, this feels more like the real kind of pre-release uh, environment and what we love as you like opening and sharing the cards together and and learning about the set together you know that mm. there is it is a magical time sorry about the pun but like it, it is a really special time that was my that was my maternity moment for me was when i first got into the pre-release stuff at theros 
it was mm. still very much the the stumping ground for the pro players because they wanted to get yeah. the the points because pre-release was a very good time to to accumulate those. Oh, were they pointed pre-releases? Yeah, oh my god! Because oh my every god. <laughs> every every um sanctioned event at stores had you could get pro points. Yeah, and if you knew what you were doing, you could like me as someone <laughs> like milk the system. So yeah, like because I had a I had an average rate of a slightly over fifty percent win rate pre-release, and this is someone who just started into game to magic. So imagine somebody who knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's just like, and it like you think about how wild that sounds because that is the time that's meant to feel a little bit magic, and that that stakes could never be lower, and you actually don't care. And a lot of people just ID their rounds just mm. so you can split packs, whatever, that's, and just focus on the fun. But yeah, that's yeah, like, kind of wild. My, that's my big criteria for any game store now. They have to be the pre-release has to be casual, mm-hmm. or if it's not because the guys at the store just want to give up more packs, um, yeah. people at the store are willing to just ID. Yeah, so totally. That's, that's what's happening. Uh, tabletop games. The guys want to like have the like give two packs per win, but you have to play for it. But like, not, like everyone at the store is just like, yeah, let's just ID and play games because there's nothing, there's no real stakes involved. We just want to enjoy the game. Yeah. Like if you want to exactly. play for it, fine. But I just go for the ID because one pack guaranteed, and we actually get to enjoy the magic instead of maybe going. All right, what's the most optimal play for this exactly. card? I've never, I've never seen interact. I remember, and exactly, and it's like the Coldheim thing was always um, was, was a great one. I remember because I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play five color because when do you not like that's that, that's that's what you do. This is the time to do it. I've got all these like weird rares and different colors, and I kind of just want to gel them all together. It's probably not a great idea. It's not the most optimal way, but we're gonna do it, and hopefully, cool things might happen. Exactly. I remember the only set you could get away with a five color set was um, Hans. Yeah, oh, oh, totally, totally. Because you could always and, like, play do it pretty morph. easily. Yeah. You can always play morph turn three, no matter what. And you got those those mega tri lands, that kind of thing. That was mm-hmm. so nice. I love it, love it. But yeah, no, no wild stuff. But we'll we'll keep going through a bunch of those. Of course, we've got um, Brewers Notes is where we usually start. Of course, you know this. You're you're a listener of this podcast, and, and you're you're here. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you can you can dictate where this goes as well. Yep. So take us on any path you ever want to. I don't care. Um, I think I think I've kind of developed enough of a uh, you know. Uh, condition people enough with the length of these podcasts and what we talk about whatever that if they still listen by now they have an appetite for uh all kinds of wacky stories so go nuts of course but uh, yeah okay now um, you put me on the spot i'm uh, no 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 that's all right I, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> keep them keep them up your sleeve uh because brewer's notes is is we'll do the status quo and then we'll go yep. into the nebulous uh, other realm and that's okay. fine but um cool. it's it's been a few weeks since i've been able to do any status quo kind of brewer's notes of course because uh we haven't been on the uh on the on the cast since i think last episode was with was with rachel mm. weeks which is an absolute blast oh that was a good um, one Oh, she is an absolute legend, and uh, I feel blessed that we've kind of been able to talk to a couple of like CAG members and mm. go, ah, oh, this is what it's all about, and you know, um, our kind of format is in a good spot with some 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 people that have good intentions for it, kind of thing too. So, um, but uh, yeah, what have we got this week? We had there's a couple of things that happened. It's been fairly quiet. I'm not going to lie for the last few weeks. It feels that way. Maybe I'm missing a few things, but um, the big thing I had here was like just being absolutely barraged by secret layers, which was a thing. Um, good and bad, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's a few. Um, I don't know. Did you have a preference of where you want to start? Cause I mean, there's, there's a few here. The, the main ones where I was looking at like 
lot of individual cool ones oh, that yeah. I'm looking at. And, and I'm sitting there going, well, I get now why they offer a package, which is like, here's the $250 or something, oh, or like the $400. Is- I'm like, oh. don't do it to me. But like, oh, I would just probably just should pick and choose. And it is hard enough to get them here in I Australia. Don't, that- I don't want I don't want it. Finally slips wallet out of the floor. Oh, if someone were to just happen to rummage for $250 in my wallet, that would be yeah. a real shame. Ah, dang it. Exactly. Yeah, you think, like, hmm. But at the same time, I know the sensible option here is that I know with our uh, our auction kind of things, and shout out to Josh and Pat's MTG, MTG Bazaar, of course, which we've both, like, thrown some money at from time to time oh, when we're bored on a weeknight. Um, don't remind me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you can often pick up, like, there will be people picking up hmm. the, uh, the secret layers and you can you know, choose which ones you want. Or like they'll be, the, they'll be the regret buys in like yeah, totally. cell, cell groups. The only ones I've bought have been the bird ones. And I was like, I bought three of them or something, not even the whole set, but you, you can pick them off. And I think mm. if there's a few places that do some, whatever. Anyway, it's more just to solve the whole thing. You don't have to buy them all at one time. Mm. Cause I don't know. And it's also, you buy them now, half of them come out next later next year. And like, you won't probably get them until this time next year. I don't know. That's, um, that's exaggerating, but you know um, what I mean? <laughs> like, um, my, parent, my girlfriend got me the squirrels and my, and my best man got me the squirrel secret lair. And, oh yeah. Uh, rocks. The oh. rocks is cool. Yeah. I they, like the they got me those two because they wanted it. Because mm. it was supposed to be arriving by Christmas. It arrived in June. <laughs> Whoa, it, it's kind of wild. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's like, whoa, what was that regret buy that I had like it wasn't a 18 buy. months ago? They, they, I know, I know. They probably like, got me for them, but I'm just, they're just like, I'm so mad because I wanted to be the lovely Christmas gift, but instead it's yeah. a anniversary. Overshot for the six months, maybe next Christmas. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I, so th- there's a few there. I don't know which one. Do you want to talk about Ooh, Stranger um, Things first, or do you want to talk about potentially the extra life? Well, okay, let's. Well, I'm going to talk about just quick shout out to the monster movie cards. Oh, I mean, yeah. Great. Yeah, they. Love, I forgot oh, about them. Yeah. I love the aesthetic, but I do understand if people find them a bit hard to read because they don't go in your typical oh, yeah. top down magic card pattern. They just yes. use the movie monster style, which is we have a central focal point, which will be like Dracula in the in the left and then we have the actual title somewhere to the top right and then we'll have yeah. the tagline in the bottom left which is wacky in a or, or com- they'll move those compositions around yeah, it's like, more that there's there's a hierarchy so it's like there's a there's a like you say eyes are a big one so it's, it's just classic poster design which is like super it, cool like it's just, yeah mwah. like yeah like, like, really like, good like for art 10 out of 10 for functional magic cards three out of 10 yeah. Yeah, because I think that they recycle where things live as far as like the graph diggers cages, like the players can't cast spells from grave uh, graveyards or libraries. It's just sitting there like a disclaimer text. Like yep. it's really, or like a, it's like a caution or something. It's very strange yet doesn't kind of line up the, the way say Blasphemous Actor would say, mm. you know, sorcery exclamation mark. So it just, it has so much fun with the stuff. I know there's been some people go running on a table of all these is kind of getting a little nuts that sometimes mm. you can't at a glance understand what the card is. There's, there's, you could argue that means that people have more conversations, mm. whatever, um, more self-expression. But yeah, I don't I, know. I do love the pin up um, Liliana's though. Yeah, pretty rad, pretty rad. Like exactly. That's a, that's a, like they were arguing what they should be more like, but I'm like, no, explore the art because honestly, most people. 
can't or won't get the secret layers. Yeah, totally. And if they do, they can very easily read the card to you, which is what happens in 90% of Commander games anyway. Exactly. Even exactly. if I'm across the table, I'll just be like, can you just read the card because I can't see it from this angle for whatever reason. Well, that's it. We're, we're often viewing through screens, that kind of thing. Or my spell table didn't pick it up or mm. something like that. Yeah, you know, it's thankfully we don't have to do the thing in the, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it doesn't happen all the time, but in, in stores when someone's just eating at the at the commander table, which mm. I'm usually okay with whatever, but if there's greasy mitts picking up my cards, it's like, eh. I yeah. mean, they're sleeved, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't want your Cheetos all over my sleeve. <laughs> exactly. Give me a go. Um, <laughs> exactly. But like, I love the I love the different art styles for this set. As someone who studied um, game design and graphic design for a while. Hey, nice. You know, graphic design is my passion. Um, yeah, I was gonna I say the, we're we're more similar than I realized. Um, <laughs> like I love that. That's yeah. a meme, by the way. <laughs> that's a it's a Facebook page, isn't it? That what graphic design is my art. Graphic design. Yeah, graphic design is my passion. Oh, it's a meme. I don't know where. It's yeah, from, it's a meme. It, it's it's fantastic. I, I love it. Uh, but like the I, <laughs> the least like the mirror mirror the sanity. I love that art. Yeah, master autonomy. It, as someone who's studying medicine right now. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, read the fine print. I love the gold all over the art because I think you're supposed you can put them side by side to just make one panoramic image. Yeah, really, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, 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 there's literally minutes. so many right now that I can't find which one we're even talking about anymore. Oh, so, oh they, no, scroll I'm, past. I'm, I'm on the secret layer page now. That's I'm just looking it. at the October oh. super drop. Yeah, true, true. Read the fine print is all the all the Liliana demons, yep. which is cool. I like that. I like that. I like I just love the black and gold classic classic look. Can't go wrong. Yeah, that is nice. That is um, nice. Yeah, monster anatomy. I love the like the the monster D and D anatomy style. Yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. Like colorful, still kind of original frames, which is fun. But mm. just yeah, wacky kind of uh, different like pull out graphics yep. i guess um uh, yeah ill hogs in there nice and fleet swallow fleet swallow getting some love hell yeah, yeah. nice um mirror insanity i love the uh guess what kind of music genre would this fall under uh like king is and lizard wizard yes Captain <laughs> Dehue's favorite band of all time. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so all the artifact lands getting some pretty, pretty out there um, art treatments. Amazing, like just an absolute like, what do you call it? A, a cornucopia for the senses. Mm. Like just seeing this, like whoa! I'm mm. I'm visually assaulted by all this stuff. Oh, I remember what it, great. I remember what it reminds me of now. Um, spell the uh, wizard spell battle. Wizard spell battle. What it's is a this? it's a card game um, where they use like the very the monster racers. I want to call them. You know, like with- oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what I mean. It it reminds me of the isn't that like the the secret lair ooze kind of yes, um, the, the artist. artist? That's the same yeah, artist. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, sorry, epic I, spell I, wars. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the, just intense. It's very intense and. I had like the wacky monster races where you had like the guy with the, like the monsters with like the big eyes driving the tiny cars. Dang. I love that aesthetic because it's very 80s. Totally, totally. Um, the Midnight Hunt, I'm actually thinking of getting because I actually need a, quite a few of those. 
The Midnight Hunt. What was in the Midnight Hunt? All the original. Uh, oh, I can see now. Dual Lance. Yeah, they were great. They they have some really nice ones. Like I love that it gives you stuff, Death Touch, and Lifelink. Is that the one? Vault yep. of the Ark, Ark, Archangel. Uh, there's the Desolate Lighthouse, like the Alchemist Refuge, great, gives something flash. Mm. Um, the the one that mills. Gavney Chownship's always great. Put some and, Oh, uh, Slay's Stronghold. That's the one. Love that one. And my personal favorite, Keswick Wolfron. Yeah. Gotta give those things Trambumple and uh, make them go through. Very cool. Yeah. Uh so, okay, More than so, too. Yeah, mm. so like it's a good cycle, and like most of like most if not all will have at home in some commander deck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, there's still the argument with those like the the lands from Midnight Hunt. You can't really see what they are on the other side of the table. But again, maybe that is a good option okay. just to talk to someone. I just talk to someone like and just make sure that you keep your lands spread out enough that you can actually see the colors between each card. Exactly, because that's that's realistically what these kind of cards turn into. Like they're an excuse to kind of go, yeah, I've got this. Look, let's all bask in it for a second, you know. Mm. And it's same with a proxy of something that's like really artistically done, that kind of thing too. It's like it is that opportunity because you want people to kind of go, yeah. that's a really cool reason to put that in your deck, you know, for sure. Like I've got a friend who just recently go back to Magic, and unfortunately, mm. his favorite commander is Memnark. Uh, I, that's the second time I've heard Memnark today, and I'm like, I I personally haven't faced up against a uh, Memnark like, okay. deck, and I'm kind of I'm keen to see it. Also, he's I like, I only forgive him for that because it's his only commander deck. Yeah, and even though it's tuned to the gills, he has a freaking <laughs> lion's eye diamond in it. That's how tuned to the gills <laughs> far out. That's how old his deck is because he got up for next to nothing. Far uh, out, dedicated but, to the Memnark, but like. It's, he loves it, and he only uses it to get rid of very obvious threats, which I think yeah, is the fair answer, which goes back to the argument of you play the nice player versus the nice deck, mm. which I'll always say the nice player, because if you enjoy playing with somebody, you'll probably enjoy the worst deck. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it, exactly. Like, it's it's sometimes it is a, yeah, they've got more tools at disposal, but, like... It's all got to do with the pilot in a weird way. Like, yeah, when you pull the trigger. Like, yeah. you don't have to steal all the land base. You can just steal their combo piece to stop yeah. them from yeah. comboing out prematurely. Exactly. Or you can just be annoying and steal their 2-2 just to hit them with it. <laughs> Which exactly. is the most likely scenario with that's happened because he keeps stealing my tokens and he's like, all right, I'll swing for you for five. You just wanted to do this just so you could tell me to stop hitting myself. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> All right. which i'm not gonna lie i love that in, oh, in like, commander I, lo- I love stealing people's things and like hitting them with, with them exactly oh yeah. so all right so the two big ones we want to talk about was circular layer and uh, stranger things and uh yeah so like, i guess all right let's that's pretty much the all secret- the all the little ones and then there's actually two that have uh some conversations attached to them, all right so the secret layer um i love the unique mechanic that they can only partner up with each other Oh, Stranger Things one, yes. Yeah, because yes. I love the Friends Forever mechanic. Because, I actually love it too. Because it makes sense for the universe because they yes. are they've they've closed lifelong friendships with and they're very close like tiny to each other and they're they're in a universe where they can't really trust any outsiders. Yeah. So that's great. And also if Chess says, 
I want this to be a regular partner because I can do stuff with it. You know, oh, that's no. a warning sign. That, does, <laughs> that doesn't work because uh, I think Commander Legends is the big uh, indicator of that too, that they realize that anything, and I, I, a lot of people are really wary about Commander Legends that, oh no, they're going to print more partners that are two color. Oh, yeah. The two color partners are the ones that allow so much mm. exponential <laughs> like possibility and therefore that's mythic level absolutely beyond like and they realize now you're, you're thrasios type stuff you're like, yeah. it's just it's you got to be so careful with design mm. so so careful um you can avoid all that and it makes thematic sense by going no these just and we've seen it before partner with a certain thing like you know um, like from all the commander decks yeah i guess so like or they're partnered exactly they're partnered to another creature generally or, but like or the battle bond ones that's where they first came from yeah, which ones are they? I uh, forgot. Yeah, like Vert- Virtus and and I uh, can't remember the other thing, but the green and black ones, and it you get the Zender Split and Okun, and yeah, mm. those kind of ones. Exactly, it makes sense. It's clean. It's like a way to attach it. You still get the benefit. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's just great. But yeah, like, totally. Like this one that you just you may have two commanders if both have friends forever. Perfect. Like mm. I think I, I think it's what you have to do. Otherwise, it opens up way too much and you're then restricted. You're actually restricted. If you open that up, you're re- restricted a lot by mm. what you can and can't do in the actual card because of it. It will just ruin a lot of mm. other stuff. <laughs> you can do what you want in those colors, but you can't break the game just with that commander. Yeah, that's right. Like you that's have to right. get other stuff to do that, which you will do in a commander game anyway. Yeah, exactly. I've only met one person in my life who only who has... Commander decks with a commander who just happens to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not me, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. no I'm talking about, uh, about someone from my who I've rarely interacted with, but they were pop stump. Well, they weren't pop stumpers, but they just played ultra high level magic to the point where their decks were so tuned they didn't care what the commander was. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And that can definitely get to that point. I, I, I still like a, um, we've talked about it before, a balance of mm. uh, dependency of being not super, like not the most dependent. Like you still want, you mm. want a template, you want it to say something, you want it to kind of have a, a fun it, restriction. And you want it to tell a story. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I uh, There's even the one, the, the probably closest to what you're talking about, the Jorian deck I have. Jorian can be interchangeable. I just love Jorian. Mm. Um it kind of built the deck in a way it's like it's just polymorph anyway she kind of just facilitates it a little bit but oh, like, at the same time i could probably choose something better i feel like join is like the the blank slate of a commander yeah because, t- well exactly is that anyway because red like drawing cards is not a win con by itself it enables no, what no means, it enables you to win the game by getting you the card you need yeah which is fine. exactly i'm not gonna come i'm not gonna be like all right you build a draw a card deck to to draw into your win con, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But if you like right. laboratory maniac me in turn five, turn four, we're gonna have we might have some problems. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean the the Stranger Things cards actually look kind of cool. Like I mean, I'm I'm I mean personally I'm feeling that way as far as like what they are, they're cool mechanics and and there's a bunch of in- investigation stuff and mm. um which is kind of oh, delightful and super on point for the series. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, that's just like a good. I think there's just generally a good spread of like almost mm. covering the whole. Uh, what do you call it? The color pie. Uh, the color pie in in the commanders here. That I was like, oh, I almost just want these just to be like, oh, these 
kind of just go into different archetypes for sure, mm. just for fun. And I think it's also, this is the whole point about universes beyond and all that thing too. It's like, you're going to, you're going to have to take these or leave them, you know, but based mm-hmm. on like, if you like them or not, whatever, that's fine. Because like, I, I don't mind Stranger Things. I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm like, I don't mind it. I do, I'm not really into The Walking Dead and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever, but there's going to be other ones that come out. Like you said before, we're talking about Fortnite and it's like, Probably won't touch them. Maybe just because of what they are. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, that's, I, I'm not that precious about I like it. A, I, oh yeah, I can talk about Fortnite. It's fine. It'll get people. Who, <laughs> it'll, get, it'll definitely attract a younger audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But I just won't talk to the about the company behind. Fortnite. Yeah, I, I, I hard agree. Exactly. But, but um, but like for the actual secret lab product, eh. If there's a cool card, maybe. Yeah, but oh, I'm like, not like although, I don't need it. Like, that being said, I do want to play. Destroying Tomato Town just to see how people react to it because it's a funny card. Oh yeah, I forgot that kind of got all 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 shown or whatever. So yeah. well, that wasn't a reskin, was it? It was a reskin uh, of Wrath of God. Oh yeah, of course, that's right. Because there was a joke. Someone's like, "It's too powerful." It's like well, that's a card we've already had. Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a joke or not. But I, if they do that, I'm buying it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it's, dumb uh, shit. Oh, it's just like if it's the joke of like, um, uh, what was it when Kanye West did something, Paul McCartney, and someone was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, unironically too, I love how Kanye um, brings, uh, gives exposure and all this stuff to mm. you know unknown artists. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> good job. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, about that, you know, this guy called Paul McCartney. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, there's a skateboard on my magic card, so I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of cool with that. Like, mm. I, I like the Max the Daredevil. It says arcade. Yep. It gives me a lot of Earthbound vibes, and that's maybe oh the God. part of. Yes, th- that's maybe the part of Stranger Things I kind of love as well. There's D and D, of course, but it's like it just feels like your Earthbound squad, which is <laughs> kind of great. <laughs> Why did you have to put that image into my head? I know because you know what it was the arcade. So you think of the first level is on net the town in in Earthbound, and yes. yeah, I remember having so much uh, trouble in the arcade, like beating that. Don't you go at the back of the arcade and like the guy just turns into a tractor or something, like um, or just like a weird tank thing. It's kind of wild. Oh, is what you mean the first boss? Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of the but first boss because like it's the, like it's the boss at the arcade. You go oh, the, at the backyard of the arcade. Oh, yes. I remember he was at the backyard. You have to get in there somehow. And then he yeah. turns into a weird thing which sets the tone for the rest of the game. Exactly. Because you're like, whoa, this is batshit crazy. It's, like, yeah. I and feel, it's, mm. Like it's just like Stranger Things. It also captures the essence of being a child. It does. Exactly. Exploring the world and seeing both wow. the good and the bad of it because totally because like um earthbound from what i remember like 10 years ago playing it like it, it was a story of growing up and gigas was like the the ultimate growing up story because you come across this um cthulhu-esque mm-hmm. all the worldly being that has no rational explanation in your worldview of, of existing but once you break down the layers you realize that it's someone. It's an. It's something that's deeply painful. Yeah, and yeah. I believe the creator said that it was based about him being a young child and watching a porno tape. Don't wow! Quote, don't quote me on it. No, no, but it's true. Quote it's me. like it's just the loss of innocence and absolute like pain, and like you just like I don't know how to kind of fathom it or like uh, process it. Which, yeah, I, I, which I definitely feel shape my taste in. 
uh, media. Yes, I totally. love I love games that throw a curveball. I love yeah. anything that will try something different. Doesn't have to be good at it as long as it tries it. Exactly. It's this. You got to applaud the difference. We had this great conversation with um the lexicon. Or it was just Jeff basically um from MTG MTG lexicon yesterday about just things that you applaud being different and like that. Yeah. takes a lot it doesn't have to be great but like to enjoy that it mm. it took a risk and it was like it was boldly kind of uh self-confident about it in, mm. in a way that most of us feel doubt in in certain ways in our lives and it's like it just went there and it tried it and it's mm. like yeah it's like it's nice to challenge it, you know to, to channel that sometimes which is how i feel about the five nights and freddy franchise I well, played- I know nothing about Five Nights and Freddy. I've tried to look it up and understand. It. I still don't get it. Uh, it's, um, it's a game. It's a game made for streamers. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. you, so, like, I would recommend watching Markiplier play because he's the king of my Five Nights and Freddy's. Yep. Yep. Because it's jump scares. It's not that great for you to play at, but it's fun to watch other people react to it. But there's ah, like, but it's like it was I, like it's the first game I I can probably safely say that truly utilized ARGs. So like yeah, the, gotcha, gotcha. The whole hidden lore within the game and outside the game, because if the website is a whole, it's a treasure trove of this hidden clues and secret lore that evolved and it's now um, branched out to other games who are also copying the same medium. That was a, wow! Like, like it was basically become this arms race of how do we encrypt secret messages to a website. Because it's now become commonplace that you check the source code, you check, you check um, log files, you you run images through a spectrogram and all that kind of shit. You like mine the the the, the source files and stuff. You like mine that. the source yeah. files. You you check um you check uh latitude and you check coordinates on the Far map. Far out. <laughs> Far and out. Which is which is what my current favorite game of all time is doing, which is an inscription. Oh, cool. Like the I unfortunately the ARG is not canon. Yeah. But I love that they tried it anyway. And it doesn't matter that it's not canon because they do it in in-game anyway. But it was just a fun thing they did like until a month to release. Yeah, yeah. Because I had- love so that's quite that's quite new too, isn't it? Inscription. And we can you know what? And I'll, I'll be hesitant to kind of dive this any further because we can talk about it later and um, yes. you, okay, know, yes, you know what it is. If especially if you say that's the Hall of Fame. But like it, that's a quite a new game, and you're already like, yeah, no, this is the top. <laughs> this is like, like, this is the game for me. I am. I know what I like, and I'm not scared to put a top of the list if I know I liked it. I've already finished. I love every, it. I've finished everything. Yeah, now I'm just doing the post game um, lore hunting, basically. Love that idea. Um, no, that's great. Yeah, but yes. I, I know, uh, it didn't take me long for like Dark Souls to be like, yeah, that's probably one of the best mm. like things I've ever done, and yeah. I want to do it again. Uh, yeah. So let's go back to. Tangent, tangent, tangent. I'm I the the thing I do love about you, Rod, you you yeah. probably know which uh which which inception level of um of hell we're in in tangents, um, which oh. is great and we can play along and mm. we, we're like, nope, I'll I'll just come back up this like the fourth ladder and we'll be back at is, Stranger this, Things secret lair. This is my life and, because uh, But but we knew where we were both at, which is great. And it's is, like it's kind of delightful. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I do have autism and ADHD, so that's my life. I just go off on tangents and have to train myself to go back steps. 
it, it's it's wonderful. It's where I find my fun. It's perfect. Yeah. So, um, so let's yeah. talk about the the elephant in the I mean, room per se. Well, yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, check out all the cards individually. Fun stuff. Nothing too wild. I think that's the, the fun thing. Lucas They're all the, the kind of level of commanders. Of like, yeah. that's just a fun Lucas thing. This is my personal time. favorite. Which one, Lucas? He's the one who goes. Is oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I, anything goad on, I'm into. So especially that it's. It doesn't even have to be. Is it goad? It's like, well, now you can pair it with Max the Daredevil, can't you? And so you have you get a, you get your clue enabler, and then you got the stuff to go to. Oh, that's oh, we've done it. I need a teamer deck, Rod, and I I was gonna build Inted again because Inted's great, but mm. whatever. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't scratching the itch, and I was like, I need a teamer deck that does something interesting, weird, whatever. There you go. This could be it. This is nice. This is nice. Yeah. Um, All right. Better fire uh, up the printer because these come out in January. <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah. In that case, I might just do Lucas and Mind Flayer. It can't be though. The 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 Mind Flayer is not friends or like. Yeah, you can't be it's friends. It's my with the printer, Flayer. and I get to. <laughs> How did that line of text there? Friends forever. It's like, wait a second. One of these things is not like the other. The mind flares everyone's friend. It's like, hmm. He's yes. got so many arms to give you hugs with. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do like the kind of like otherworldly art they've given to the mind flare. Like, I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. Uh, like it's, yeah. It is very hard to read. Anyway. Anywho, that's fine. I yeah. will commend very quickly that yeah. they did... They did on these ones go for more of an artistic, actually, you know, oh, it's Greg Staples, right, uh, yeah. on a couple of them. And uh, Pauline Voss, yeah, as yeah. well, did a couple because we'll, we'll talk about that artist in a second. Mm. But the, being more paint style, that kind yeah. of thing, and, and, and actually an artistic depiction of them rather than the Walking Dead one was, for uh, my taste, probably a bit photorealistic mm. in a way mm. that kind of broke. It's like I don't feel that it feels like a magic card. Yeah. I don't know. Like it was probably just because of probably licensing issues where yeah, the, the guys from like the walking dead when they probably um knowing how wizards works they would have argued they would have um what's the word negotiated the contract like Mm-mm. during peak walking deads which would have given them leverage to say they need to be photorealistic yeah so people exactly. know that it's the walking dead there's probably an agenda for that exactly. Whereas this, I think they're like, you know what, with this IP, this can be super stylized. Like, and and also cool. Netflix knows that, well, Netflix is a bit like Disney where they're a giant media conglomerate and they know not to mess with the formula. Yeah, exactly. Like if, we, if Magic has an artistic look, you obviously introduce it in that look, but you still have him look like your IP. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so... so- so uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right. Do we want to talk about Will the Wise or like you know okay, what? Mate, it's okay, kind I'm of a non thing at, at this it's stage. A non, it's know. a non thing at this stage, but I do want yeah. to raise the the flag that your 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 feelings are valid to feeling that that was a mistake. If you saw yeah. the original art, now that I'm on the website, it just says H O M M. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But when you first saw some art, it would say H O M O. Because yeah. the banners at the back would say "home" repeatedly, and the head was just for homecoming. At, yeah, was just blocking the wrong letters. Yes. Um, um. So I, I, I cannot have the moral high ground because I got the nature reaction of this is messed up, but mm. my nature reaction for a sort of different reason. It was not so much aimed at the artist, because artists 
are humans and they make mistakes or they don't they and are they're not. under pressure or or don't put any kind of i do this too so i as far as uh i don't look at details yeah. when there's a different kind of level of hierarchy to them too like you be like oh just it's, whatever it's not their job to edit themselves their job is to make the art and it's somebody else's job to catch the mistake yeah so my issue is that wizards either doesn't have uh like they're probably just having a change of guard right now and People are being fired and rehired and restructured. And there just wasn't a safety guard in place to go, hey, we should have someone inspect the art to make sure there's no missing, like some hidden messages or, you know, Mm-mm. poorly placed lines that may look like a certain religious symbol appropriated by a certain mm-hmm. German, German group, which mm-hmm. has happened. Oh, not, yeah. in, not in magic, but in real in other real life scenarios. Or, you know, may just have accidental blurs so mm. like my concern wasn't about the the artist which was everyone's twitter comes to fire first and me going this is the this is a company's mistake yeah they, they should have had an editor in place or the editor didn't do it or the, the there wasn't the quality control wasn't there to make to catch that out or they didn't have a diverse enough team of like um non Great white people to catch that mm. because i can very easily see someone just going oh it's just a home banner i'm not gonna see i'm not gonna yeah. look for the wood in the trees let the stuff wood in the the tree in the forest that's the one yeah 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 i know you mean, I know you mean. Uh, which happened at the same time around the netflix chapelle that was something that Jeff was talking about yesterday. Well, because which, that was a whole nother thing. So like, <laughs> exactly. To me, they were coincided because for me, what the same issue was the company. Because I don't care what Chappelle said. It's just mm. the fact that one of the CEOs of Netflix went on stage and said, he's free to say whatever the hell he likes. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And like, I'm like, freedom of speech is great. Artistic expression is great. But keeping your LGBT members safe is yeah. also important. Yeah, totally. You cannot even, I and I've had people. I have friends who are no longer my friends anymore. Do mm-hmm. me talk to me about the argument of um, you should watch the thing and judge for yourself, which is a very um, typical conspiracy theorist Joe Rogan talking point, mm-hmm. which uh, is bullshit because I not being not being part of the LGB, not being part of the trans community. Don't get to dictate what is offensive to them. Yeah, that's right. So if so if so if um, enough trans members are which there were saying this is offensive to us, I do not get to turn and say, but you but you see he meant it in this context. No. Yeah, yeah. I do not get to decide. Just like you don't get to decide what's offensive to me as a Mexican, I don't get Mm. to decide what's offensive to a trans person. Hundred percent. So I am glad that. The resolution was quick and swift. This was one of the very few cases where the company had the right intentions, but the implication was bad. Exactly. So, speaking, and that was really well put, Rod. Speaking of right intentions, intentions, but potentially uh, implications are um, mm. maybe not so. Um, let's talk about another secret layer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you segued yourself. Well done. Oh, I, I don't know how I think. So it's a secret to both of us. 
Um, uh, you 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 um, you think in Dyson spheres of uh, inter interrelated kind of uh, I, I feel uh, planetary like I, systems. And yeah, I feel like and... I feel like I I am that meme of the galaxy brain. It's yeah, so, it's yeah. just my methods are known to everybody, <laughs> including myself. Was <laughs> it when they get all like they get all into like grammar? It's like didn't not that or something like oh what was oh. it? I gotta look them up. They they uh, get yeah. very funny. Okay, so <laughs> I love it. I, okay, so the next secret layer which is the uh what's the name for it uh it's the they're doing they're doing another extra life one so they have done one before oh i love the oh they had the so uh it's let the, me check which one did, oh yes it's the extra life who extra are, life yeah who are doing it for the child for support the children's miracle network mm-hmm. which will go to serving the autism center at seattle children's hospital which yes. let's shove that aside to the side just to go back into positive. Yes, exactly. Um, they were drawn by young children. There are like there were three cards which are drawn by basically five and a half year old kids, and they were very cute. And I love that they then got like exceptionally cute. <laughs> Mold Drifter needs to be a plushie sold. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'll have my, also. I'll have my Cradle of Behemoth plushie of the one, uh, the one on the professor's shelf. Because that was awesome, yeah, and and maybe this one too, but maybe the mold drifter, hundred yeah. percent. Like, like oh. I love the idea of metal worker luxes, but as a friend pointed out, metal worker luxes is made out of tinier bunnies. <laughs> That's terrifying. Because if you look closely at the art, which you can at from the website, you can see like little things falling out of it, like some kind of oh. um, amalgamation. So it's kind of just like a like a grave. It, is Grave Titan the one that does that? No, I'm thinking Diagraph Colossus. Anything yeah. Colossus y is like, hey, guess what? It's just a hundred of these things. It's like a, yeah. a stack of Goombas, but like, yeah, like the, tenfold. The, the Uber Goomba. <laughs> Uber Goomba. Uh, so, uh, Metalwork Colossus, absolutely. I've actually had a lot of fun like with it. that card lately. It's good. Uh, like a, it's, it's, yes. it's on flavor that you're basically sacrificing two artifacts to. That is true. That is true. It just gets. um, You got to throw a couple of Goombas to make a big Goomba. It just gets incorporated into its being and comes back. Yeah, yeah. So eventually. Sorry. Yeah. There's, I was going to say, there's a couple of design choices here I absolutely adore. The fact that they credit the artists, uh, especially the. Because. So as far as I know, you get each side of these. So you get the scribble drawing from the kid, which is amazing delightful yep. and then you get the the actual like the appropriated version of uh or the kind of the the using that as a template or as a proof of sketch and mm. then doing a, a highly professional render thing whatever which there's this this is a callback a little bit to an old i remember there's a great article that uh there's a guy that uh really he was just a retoucher i think i believe mm. did a really good one and he made photoshop renderings of uh what his daughter kind of drew and they mm. were like yeah, and it's like sharks and weird horses and th- things like that. And it's like, it's delightful. It's like, what if they look like real? What if they were real? And that was their, like, their, their bone structure and stuff. The, and it's the one I was, the final I would love was the one about the comic book artists who did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Their um, child, because I forgot the thing, their child would draw like superhero, superheroes. <laughs> and they would grab those sketches and turn them into like, yeah, proper, use the shape structure. Use like the shape structure, the color scheme, and all that. Just make it look more polished. And I thought that was great because child, child, um, they don't have the filters adults do. So their yeah, way of exactly. seeing the world is so much different because they 
the process is they got magic card, they showed them to the children, the children drew, redrew the art of the magic card, gave yeah. them their own flavor text, and then they got, grabbed that art and gave it to, a, to back to the professional artists. It's amazing. And it's it's like, it, so, it's exactly what we talked about before. There's something so delightful with someone that doesn't think about what's wrong about it. Like, you know, I, that's... Th- there's just like it just is what it is like right. it's it's beautiful and they just say in the moment they have fun and it's like mm. that's where you think about maybe it's nice to think like and like sorry the point the quick point if you before you continue mm. on i was gonna make the design point that they put then in the in the artist kind of line says the ages so it's like yeah. alia age five and a half i love that it's delightful yeah. like it's so nice and then they go uh, Chris Run, age thirty six, or like <laughs> Lars Grant West, age fifty two. So nice, I love that so much. I just, I love seeing the photos of them next to their the giant, um, giant magic cards. Yes, and just seeing the kids yeah, being super exactly. happy. Exactly. So like, that kind of thing, I we, love. We do have to go there a little bit. So amazing, I think amazing execution. This is the mm-hmm. great thing, and I think this is a great overall overwhelming message. I think I might even put into a title. You know, if I think yeah. about it, whatever. If I could to distill mm-hmm. uh, your view on things, I appreciate them greatly, mm-hmm. uh, Rod. Because I don't think you're about having the most extreme view on something. Go, ah, yeah. I'm just gonna yell at it. It's like let's look at all sides of this kind yep. of thing. So, um. It's 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 healthy to kind of approach a lot of the discourse that goes in magic in in life, whatever you know, yep. in this way to go. Hey, guess what? There's it's a lot of things are very very granular. Like a lot mm. of things are a, a slippery slope sometimes, or a lot of things have many very variables. So mm. uh, very rarely can you go just this one person. It's their fault, whatever. There's of course this other part to this whole thing. So. Mm. Um, Beautiful cards. The idea is is mm-hmm. great. The, the the intent was was great. But what of course has come out is is and I I can't remember if this has happened before or any kind of connections to this. But um, we'll, or what did you park before? Was it the Seattle Children's Hospital? Hospital? Yes. Uh, uh, the the autism center in particular. Yeah. Um, I need to. I'm trying to quickly Google because I remember I saw the the shitstorm in Twitter. Because, yeah, uh, yeah. There was one very prolific. Um, content creator who very out there speaks about their autism. Who started? You talking about? You talking about Snow Queen of Hoth? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Who started a thread about about that particular secret layer? Yeah, what they totally. mentioned. What they mentioned was um, that that particular um, group uses applied behavioral analysis for autistic yeah. children, which is not greatest. In operating condition because mm. it was created by Mr. S- Dr. Skinner and Isaac Pavlov, who may to some of you may ring a bell and cause you to salivate. That's a joke. How, how so? How so? I don't. I, what? Uh, I, the, the, the Skinner box? Oh, no. I don't. I don't yeah. I'm, I, I, like, I, okay. So, you know, the don't know anything. So, Skinner bo- like Dr. Skinner made a Skinner box which taught rats how to push a button to get food. Is and, this got to do with Pavlov's dog? And, and Pavlov's dog, yes. Ah, I know now, kind of, but yes. I thought that's I like to go five layers deep into a joke. <laughs> I've, I love the band Pavlov's dog. Have I understood what Pavlov's dog means? I know it's a reference to something. Mm. Didn't know. Uh, yes. <laughs> something to do with Schrodinger's cat? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, Schrodinger's cat is... It's totally different. I know that one anyway. It's, it's, yes, it's yes. both there and not there. Yeah, it's everything and nothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, continue. So, okay, so just going reading off the thread because I believe context is very important and I don't want to get it wrong. 
Absolutely. Next point was um, Ivor Lovis created the ABA method for treating autistic children. The Lovis method boasted claiming a 47% children lost their autism diagnosis after undergoing, undergoing treatment. This is already a red flag because mm. autism is something that you're born with. Yeah, totally. And you do not lose a diagnosis for something that goes carries with you for the rest of your life. So this method involves um, trigger warning, violence, mm. imagery, eating, electrically shocking, starving, and ignoring the children. Mm. So he was involved with the Feminine Boy Project, which utilized the theory operating conditioning and APA applied it to the conversion therapy, torturing the feminine child for years until he eventually committed suicide. So, yeah, not the greatest start. No. Like, uh, and the fact that shock therapy is still being used for treating autism and the gays, as the, the church groups call them, mm. it's not good. It's no. it it's it's I believe it's banned by the Geneva Convention. Yeah, it's like it's just, just just straight up torture. Now, yeah, it does not belong in this world. So yeah, so you know the thing with the APA was there was they're trying to reduce non desired behavior such as rocking, flapping, body contact, which I'm a big um, guilty of. Mm-hmm. My trick is to look around the eye because for me, I just um, direct eye contact is scary. Yeah. But if I look around the eye, I, I'm, I still give them the impression that I'm making, looking at them, and even though I'm not making direct eye, I'm still paying attention to them because that's how autism works. Mm. Like I don't know why, but for me, direct eye contact is scary with strangers. If I know you for a long time, you won't see it as much. But if I meet you first time, I will definitely avoid eye contact. Oh no, I get that. I get that. And it, it, it doesn't make it easy when there's a lot of things go, oh, someone's looking away. Why can't they look you in the eyes? And, I, I, don't want, and Jeez, I don't want to be like, <laughs> uh, the amount of times that people will be like, oh, does Rod hate me? No, he doesn't. He's just autistic. And they're like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. Maybe you should just open up with that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think more people uh, find it uncomfortable than, you know, yeah. uh, those, like, ki- those kind of people would realize. It's like, no, it's, I think a lot of people find it uncomfortable to look someone yeah. in the eyes, you know. So, so the uh, so back onto the tangent, which and those those traits have been proven beneficial or harmless to autistic people, which is true. Because mm. like I fidget when I'm losing focus, because it gives me something to do that gives the monkey brain something to do while I'm trying to focus on the conversation. Yeah, that's right. And you know, ultimately, it doesn't affect the conversation. It's just that I need to be constantly stimulated. Exactly. And it does doesn't mean that. The conversation is not stimulating. It's just that I have another part of the brain saying, "Hey, your hands are not busy. Go make do something with it." Which is why I love fidget spinners. Oh yeah, that 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 great exactly. Um, yeah. Um. So yeah. So you you refer to this as garbage behavior. So wait, keep going. So yeah, I'm not gonna keep going, but you get the you get the you get the gist of it. You're exactly, and I think your your point to it all was like that. Uh, may, I, maybe wizards can't be completely like fully aware of what every thing you know, uh, every connection that each kind of uh, you know charity that they're mm, supporting. Whatever that is, that is the hardest thing about charities, though, because yeah, um, that's right. Especially if you're getting involved with a big charity organization like Extra Life, which they they, they do good work. The mm-hmm. problem is 
stuff is going to get lost in translation because if you're not yes. directly if you're not directly donating to a smaller charity, you don't know what's happening down the pipeline. Because exactly. I could I could be donating to, let's say, the Breast Cancer Foundation. Yeah. But you're thinking that money's going to go towards cancer. But you know, like in Australia, that you realize that the that certain breast cancer foundations, namely the Pink Ribbon Foundation, they spend ninety percent of it on fucking advertising. Yeah, so that's something I've learned too. As far as that, uh, there's a there's a perceived credibility to a lot of things, of course, uh, and there's also a perceived kind of just faith that things are kind of going to mm. go to a good cause for the most part. Yeah. But like a lot of them have running costs. A lot of them have also that they'd be like, we're about three things. Mm. You you automatically assume those three things uh, or like what your money goes towards are three things and you automatically assume that's a 33% split. And often cases will be like, no, 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 like this one here is only five and this one here is like 25 and, and the, so on and so forth. And the bigger the organization the more likely a huge percentage of it's going to go just advertising. And operational costs, exactly. Like, yeah. Because totally. unfortunately, not unfortunately, the world runs on money and you do need start the bigger you are, the more stuff you need, the more money they need, yada yep. yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So this is one of the, this is another case of wizards good intentions, um good execution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just, artistically amazing. Artistically amazing. Intentions are the right place. It's just that unfortunately someone brought out a nuisance point. Yes. That, exactly. That um the thing is that the a- ABA is not inherently bad. It's just mm. that unfortunately it's not used the best, especially in the yes. most extreme circumstances. Because um with autism I find well, I don't know if it's the case or not, because I've had a very different experience to people just recently being diagnosed. Oh, mm. you young autistic children. Oh my god, I'm an old man yelling at the moon. <laughs> no, my, old broad. Yeah, no, it's not like I've I got diagnosed in two thousand and seven. Mm. Which is to put into context when it became it became part of the social conscious. Mm. For me, it was just coincidence because I was waiting to be turned because my doctors, all the doctors at the time, didn't want to diagnose, diagnose me till I was 18 because they were still the, the popular belief that you might grow out of it or the, some yeah. of the symptoms that are there are can be just me um, accredited to being a kid, which yeah. is true on the on the skin skin dip level. Yeah. But... I had, um, I had, I had X-rays. I had, no, not X-rays. What's the other one? Where they scan your brain? Oh, like an MRI. I had an MRI. Let's put it this or way: it a my, CT scan. I can't remember which like one. Like the one that scans your brain functions. Mm. Mine lights up like a firework when it's supposed to be thinking about nothing. I remember very vividly being told by the by the clinician, "All right, do this, do this. All right, stop thinking, stop thinking." Fireworks. Stop thinking! I'm not thinking. <laughs> All right then. So that that I think that little catches the added. The nowadays it's there. That little scenario is not likely to happen. But yes, there is part of the treatment for autism is knowing how to um, belong, basically. Because I yeah, yeah. I was treated. I was actually diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, which is no longer being 
diagnosed because certain doctor was not disproven. But it is part of the spectrum nowadays because back in my day, back in my day, you were <laughs> they were treated, mental health was still being treated as a was any other illness. You either had it or you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember being told I had ADHD, I had Asperger's, I had social anxiety. That was back in 2007. Nowadays, and, and you, you know they're all they're all framed as problems too. And, and, I, it's like, and yeah. I remember a big part of it was was like you know there's an overlap between these things. And I was like, yeah, why? Every time I read a book about it or whatever, they keep talking mm. about overlaps in others. Like they kept talking about it. Then I reckon it just, at some point, it just clicked and went, let's just call it a spectrum. Yeah. Because everyone gets it differently. It's not a binary case like diabetes, where either you have it or you don't. Yeah, it's not just an on off button. That's a, you know, in many cases, probably a four-dimensional space in a weird way too. Oh, yeah, like, it's like it's just, yeah. you are playing 4D chess with your mind. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and, and I will say, so it's it's definitely, I've, I've, I kind of, I can go down the rabbit hole in this stuff too, but I, I would like to see a progression in education and awareness for a lot of things as far as like seeing, one of the best, uh, the best ways I've ever heard it put is just like, I right, let's, let's try and, you know, see if we can kind of change perceptions to go uh something like autism is not about being a disability it's about being an ability because i i was about to say before when you talk about fireworks in your mind it's like that's what makes you magical like you know there's this that's what makes someone interesting like there's everyone's got things i i honestly believe this everyone's everyone is interesting we're seeing we're in a time now where i'm seeing that uh you know um kind of it is slowly changing the perceptions of like this is not so much about a disability and it's it's about someone's just wired differently Mm. and odds are we're all wired very differently than the normal as we we think we are kind of relatively normal yeah and we're probably all not like there there, maybe there is no normal you know that kind of thing yeah there's definitely been steps taken that way because i remember when i got diagnosed yeah at the next year i flew back to mexico to visit family and all I had to explain to them was a book called Cats Have Autism Too. Oh, really? Because that, that was at the time that was the favorite the favorite way to explain autism, the, yeah. the Asperger syndrome. Which nowadays now that I'm a cat dad, yeah. perfect analogy. Because cats love you. Yeah. They all have different ways of showing you the love. Exactly. And, and they that the on on I grew up with a dog family. Which ironically it's hilarious now because all my cousins, all this generation of the family, all have cats. Yeah, yeah. And so so like obviously to the older generation of family they went, I don't get it. I, I never dealt with a cat, so I this analogy is lost on me. That just yeah. means you're antisocial and you don't like being touched, right? Yeah. And now that my cousins have it, I'm like, Hey, you remember the book? Yeah, okay. I get it now. Because and I get it as well because I have different I have behavior ticks you have to learn to give you have to give a cat space if yes. they want love they will come to you if you're trying to give them love when they're not ready for it they'll let you know yeah and, and cats it, are not antisocial they just have their own timeline they're all doing unique. things and they're all exactly unique. it affects them all differently this this absolutely connects to everything in that like this is this is exactly what I'm thinking too. It's like it's what I I think this is the future of education too. Not everyone learns and performs mm. the best when 
asked to kind of uh, absorb a bunch of stuff and, and from a very kind of specific kind of style where that like written word, whatever, and then vomit it back out. Some people are excellent at playing that game. Yeah. Some people suck at it. Hmm. But that doesn't mean they're, you know, should be probably judged on all like all the time judge on the same scale. That's the whole point. So mm-hmm. like seeing education kind of change a bit more would be fantastic. Uh-huh. It's it's also goes to show too, it's it's more about the cats there in that in that sense teach you about tolerance. And and this in a in a masterful stroke, you've done it again, kind of leads back to that topic I wanted to talk about in Commander, yep. which is just like we we probably could all like benefit from being uh, a bit more tolerant or just thinking about the you know um, mm. the cats that way in that like we've got to learn how people uh, everyone's got their styles everyone's got their kind of you know cadences yeah. and everyone's yeah. got their kind of yeah getting used to kind of people that kind of thing mm. and and I think a lot of like blocking people off and going why aren't they normal you know like that's that's the kind of the the, the you know, the opposite of that kind of approach, which is just like, oh, you should fit into this mold. It's like, guess what? No one's in that mold, mm. you know? <laughs> like that mold is outdated kind of thing I, too. So that's, I think the going back to your education talk, the yeah, rule, yeah. Zero, this rule zero has probably the best thing that's happened to magic in a long time. Yeah. Like the, just the normalizing of it because there was definitely a stigma um, before that about talking about your deck. Yeah. Because, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a specific rule. It was just something that hung in the air. Mm. It was like you didn't want to talk about your deck because you didn't want you want to be a surprise on how awesome it was or <laughs> what the win con was because you didn't want to give away. It's, it's, like, it's a surprise. It's all good. Like you might go to a game store and you might see um, they've missed it on a deck. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, oh, actually, it's a polymorph deck. Yeah, exactly. I, I just like Niv, I just like Niv miss it, totally. And and you know like and just normalizing that conversation. Like I remember that transitional period where I I at my game store had the rule the, the rule zero talk. Mm. It wasn't easy because I I was sitting across somebody who was very scared of my um, what Cody mm. Cody deck because you know oh the book yes Cody Bookie McBook face because yes. I had my goal of like I'm gonna put every single Six seven Japanese card in there. Because <laughs> that's the it. only five color five color command I can have at the time. And he was there were uh, they were on the table scared of it and they realized it did nothing that game. Yeah. And I told you guys I was gonna do nothing that game because my deck has no vision apart from casting Japanese cards. It's just the home for the cards I like. <laughs> and well he was he was also scared of Cody because he was too cute. So yeah, so rule talks here is very important. Um, I also feel being honest, learning how to be honest is another thing because um, everyone has a different yeah. way of objectively looking at themselves and the people around them and how they the two interact. Because yeah. I've, I've Sam, as Sam may have be aware, but the pe- people listening may not be. There's one dude at my game store who's been living rent-free in my head for the last six months now. <laughs> and What did he do? He annoyed the living hell out of me. Mm. Um, he bas- he 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 did he did the right things, but he did them wrong. Because he went mm. up to us like, "I built this new deck. It's a fancy deck. Um, I just want to see how it works out." He built an is it control deck. Oh, where he got everyone to discard their hands, killed off everyone's board, and won by turn five. This was his version of a fancy deck. 
It's like, oh, I did it. I did the thing. I built the. I built the machine. I had fun. Like, and yeah, like, that that was him. And then went on to then he was like, you know, once I get the combo off, I'll show you the combo, and then I can see. Then you guys can keep playing. Mm. That should have been the first warning sign. Yeah, <laughs> but the problem is, like, that's fine if you were going to do an un- uh, unfair, uninteractive combo, where everyone else still could have picked off, that would be fine. But you decimated our boards and our hands in the process. Mm. We basically just had to scoop them up, restart, and you know move away from you because mm. you just you won without making anyone else have fun because you kept shooting down the elf player who was playing Abomination. You exiled their graveyard and you got rid of all their elves and their hand. And you and there was another graveyard player. You got rid of their graveyard. No, they have no hand. They have nothing. And I don't know what I was playing, but I couldn't do anything. Mm. So I'm just so that's. That guy's been living rent free in my head for a while, but I but I had to look at it objectively because I've had that experience with someone else, which is gonna look back to the control player. Yeah, yeah, he that's used right. To be, he used to be my best friend, but he was the worst place, person to play magic with. Yeah, when you're not, like, I'm actually just not having fun here. Not like. because, not because of what he played or how we played, but because it was a mix of the two. Mm. Like he he always played a blue. At blue, either blue or red, blue red control. He would always have unwinding clock in his deck, and you know, like sit there and control hunch. It's like, mm. and he would sit and control hunch, and be, basically be like, "All right, I'm just gonna, I'll let you guys have a little bit of fun, but ultimately, I'm gonna win." Yeah, that's and then when it becomes, it borders on slow rolling to be patronizing. It's like, well, no, I, he, can, I can, I can end you right now, but I it's like he wasn't patronizing, but he definitely held back his stuff for a while. Because yeah, he, knew that yeah, be, he, he could win like five turns earlier, but yeah. no one else ready. But the problem was that there were two other people who... It's a, it's a subtle little power fantasy kind of thing. Like, <sighs> it's, that can be some of the slippery slopes that leads there, to kind of people wanting to do that, you know? There was definitely a um, interesting dynamic because the two other people in our group, they were just also getting to sign magic, so I didn't have yeah. the, quite, the quite tuned decks. Yeah, that's sometimes were, the anatomy I've seen that take place in, that it's like, and okay. it can be... You know, it's it's the joke of the palm stomp, but sometimes it does manifest itself think, in the you know. Well, to be fair, I was the basically the outside of that group because the other three would interact a lot more because they played Final Fantasy together and all this other stuff. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I kind of just met them on the Friday to play Commander and board games with, so I would just bring in my Commander deck, which was the second strongest deck in the table, mm. and I would just be there to give something. If, like basically draw the cross sides to me so Mr. Control player couldn't just win by himself yeah. he had to constantly deal with me so the other two could maybe have a chance of doing something and what always happened was I would die first because they'd be scared of my commander who at the time was Marath they were scared guess, that yes. by the end game I would be too Marath would be too powerful to to be controlled which is true just one tiny caveat I had to be alive for that to have for that to happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's, I've had five different games. I remember vividly, but Marth got too big to be able to cast physically. <laughs> I think it, it got up to like Commander Text thirty six. Dang! Where I literally got, I actually did the math in my head. And went, I have this many Marth accelerators. You got rid of them, yada yada yada. Carry the X. I physically cannot. <laughs> I cannot physically draw any card in my deck. Will allow me to recast Marth. And unfortunately, wow. that was the only card I wanted to cast in my entire deck. Because I built it around Merith, 
because I remember the time it was when the, the rule went away that if you put the your command t- that, the tuck yeah. rule was it yeah and when the the rules the sound rules changed because you know if you tucked in at your commander it stayed in the deck mm. if you bounced into your hand it stayed in the it stayed in your hand it was only if you went to the bin if you if you exiled it it went to exile that was the original commander rule that's so, right that's right so me playing a commander that wanted to be recast was a very gambling move at the time <laughs> Especially when my entire when I put all those eggs in that one commander basket, which got chaos warped every fucking time. Oh, chaos will hell of a card with that tuck rule, right? Well, it's like, yeah. I, and there's a reason why you only saw three colors in commander at that time because there were blue, white, and red. And guess what? They all did change zones of the commander. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They either exiled, yeah. they either counter exiled, they put them in your put them on your deck, or they just yeah, that's it. Which is, and, which is funny, like, connected to the whole talk about Obliette this week, which is like, uh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's, I saw Chris Van Doom talk about, like, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, it's like, yeah, it exists, and I guess, and it's, um, but... At uh, first I was like, I, wait, Obliette doesn't do that. Wait, it's not a big yeah. deal that. It's not a big deal that's going to detail. Hang on, let me just reread the card. Yeah, the way they've kind of worded it this time, it, um, it phases. Uh, is it phases? Yeah, uh-huh. it faces so it exists. Yeah, and which is an exist. elegant solution to reword Obliette, but it does have um, it's pretty gnarly when you think about it for um, for for Commander. Um, and again, it kind of goes back to what we're saying. It's like maybe intent is the key, right? Like it's yeah. you know, it's but, it's a card that exists. Hmm. So does many others in in Commander, but it's um, you know, uh, uh, what yes. kind of how how are you going to pull that off? And like you mm. know, and, and 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 what intent are you going to have? Of course. Um, yeah, so that that only that of course build up my playstyle of I could only be a threat um, by just having a potential threat. I learned how mm. to pull it, pull navigate the politics of the table because my first commander deck was Cedru. Oh uh, yeah, Cedru was designed as the political commander of the group because the other three were pretty powerful at the time. Mm. But Cedrew was kind of did nothing out of the box. Yeah, that's it, right. It, it gave away stuff and it did a bit of control magic, but didn't quite have the cards to do that. So I just went, all right, well, if I'm going to be killed, I'm going to be shot down. Let's see if I can convince them to not to see Mr. Control as the actual threat that he was instead of me mm. being the, the end game. So yeah, well, I didn't care if I win. I just wanted to not die first every time. So mm, I, would, I, learned right. how, I learned how to plead, bargain, and teach the players how to assess or misassess cards. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> which cost me nothing because it's not yeah. a magic card. It's the power of conversation. Exactly. And, and, I'm, sure, uh, and yeah. I'm sure you guys seen that when I played uh, Commander Crunch people over in their Twitch count. <laughs> I'll often be the one who would be like, uh I'll be. I'll jokingly say I'm the kingmaker, but then I look back into hindsight and went, "Oh shit, I she was." <laughs> uh, that is a I, whole. Other, that was a whole other thing. But yeah, it's like yeah. I think I actually enjoyed the kind of uh, you know the spin you gave that game in, in a great way. Uh, but yeah, we've we've, like, we've talked about that long anyway. Never, and I never knew me in the box. My cat. <laughs> my cats. If you if I give you cards with cat hair, you know the reason why. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to me too now. 
And it's also the time of year, right? Like right now, it's uh, I'm noticing Stevie's losing a lot of um, fur because it's it's uh, it's it's getting from from winter to the hot days, and she's kind of like, ooh, it's uh, it's getting pretty warm in here, and mm. she's just got to lose some of that winter fur. Um, yeah. So to paraphrase someone else on Twitter who I don't know, I said, "Don't play commander with people who make you feel sorry for playing your deck." Yeah. Like. Um, because there's nothing inherently wrong with wanting your deck to win. Because nobody mm. plays a game to lose. That's yes. but you have to be you have to feel Very comfortable you have to be feel comfortable with the group to lose. Because there yes, are four people on right. the, there are four people on the table statistically speaking, thirty five percent of you will lose. Yes, exactly. And you gotta be uh, cool with that. Exactly. And you gotta be cool with that. And there's nothing inherently wrong with wanting to win and make building your deck to win. So don't feel don't feel bad for having a win condition. Don't feel bad for having an, an answer to mm. to threats that may affect you. But it's also the intention and the player. That I reckon yeah. that's a big difference because I'd rather play someone who is a nice person and may have the, the nastiest snack stick in the world because I enjoy the company. Yeah. Right they'll then. probably do it with a laugh, and they'll probably know how to do it. Uh, you know, with a bit more, uh, I yeah. don't know, panache. Like, you know? <laughs> like even if if it was a case of you, you take the nicest player who has the nicest deck and has zero context on how to play properly, mm. will take that guy anytime. Yeah, that's because right. Because at least they will enjoy the time spent with the person. We're going to join the company because at the end of the day, what does a game of winning a game of commander? ultimately do in yeah. perspective in perspective don't don't exactly what is lo- what did loading ready run say about um pre-releases the stakes could never be lower i always think about that it's mm-hmm. it's true the yep. stakes the stakes we have at play here are the people like it's yes. it's not about who wins the game whatever um that's we we play that to have a bit of we a bit of sparring a bit of fun a bit of mm-hmm. like drama and and because competition is something we like to do in innately often as humans you know like it's fun to kind of see how much we can kind of uh, battle each other and, and and see who comes out on top it doesn't mean anything but it's like it's making sure and i think most people find this too if if in other sports things activities whatever if someone's kind of like throwing the balance off uh or like approaching it differently mm. the, the outcome would feel very different wouldn't it like yeah. you know it's, it's it's just like oh it's someone gloating about like smashing a basketball game they they rocked up in all the gear and they've been mm. playing for 30 years or whatever or like they're a pro and it's like these people are just or there's a bunch of kids in the park yeah. or like they're just learning and feeling like and then really kind of like yeah but yeah like and it's like well you probably didn't need to do that did you mm. like it's um Even- i think i don't know if you listen to the episode but joel enthrallman always kind of talked about that ball hockey uh environment that he talked about like growing up in yes. canada Yes, and it was the best analogy. It got mm. me thinking about like what it means to play pickup basketball as well. That you mm. can play in an in an environment where it's um, we're playing. We we like a bit of competition. That's the mm. fun we want. But we're, we're what we're all, all like we're we're all kind of 
we want to get to that point where it's the the healthy balance of competition mm. and you know un- social understanding and and you know without going too hard and that kind of thing. I had one today. We we, we had a, a game at the park where it's like, oh, one of the guys like, well, we're not going to go super hard because it's like my knees or like it's been a while since I've run out for a bit, you know, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. Et like we're not going to be smashing each other on the concrete. I've been in those times when you're you think you're having a casual basketball game at the park and someone gets really physical. And you're like, whoa, we're not playing that game. We're not playing. Mm. We're not playing like the playoffs here, man. Like, <laughs> it's just, we're not you know. Playing, we're not playing street rules. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And it's like uh, the way Joel said about ball hockey was amazing. It just mm. said, it was just like experienced players, new players, old players, young players, whatever. They're all contributing and they all play it for the, the sense of belonging, social, under, like, there's an the understanding there. We want a bit of game in there, and we're playing, and it's 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 welcoming, and it's like um, the the like you say, the win still always exists. Absolutely, you know, it can it can mean the the smallest amount. That's fine. Or like in this instance, like or pick up basketball, whatever. Maybe it's not to a goal end goal. Maybe it's just for the fact of scoring goals. They're your micro kind of conversions, mm-hmm. I guess, or your micro wins. You know, yeah. a, a win in some point exists for sure. But yeah, it's 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 just a really interesting way to think about it. You just yeah. putting everything in different analogies, be it the, you know, um, cats are autistic type thing book. Mm. Like that was an amazing one. It's like think about like trying trying to find ways to kind of uh, express that and go, and that that can under, like help you understand how the whole thing works. But yeah, definitely like pick up sports, uh, ball hockey, basketball, mm. whatever is the one that I think about the most when it comes to commander. Yeah, I think about my partner the most nowadays. Yeah, she has changed the way how I play Magic. Wow! Yeah, um, because you know before it used to be a solo sport, mm. but now I have to think about I've fundamentally thought about how I changed, and I've changed from like the competitive mindset which I used to be. Because surprise, surprise, I used to more chase the pro, the pro player, whatever. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. I don't give a shit. No, exactly. You could. I have a price. But the price is too high what they're willing to pay the pro players. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, but the tension I was going for that is that when my, when my partner, we've known each other for two years. We're getting married very quickly next yeah. year. Um, I'm so happy for you. I love thank it. you. Um, I'm excited I'm, for I'm, it. I'm not, I'm not bragging, but like I just, just putting stuff into perspective. You're allowed to be, you're allowed to brag to be bit that you're happy. And then I'm, like, I'm, think I'm, you're, you, you, I'm you know, not, oh, you're I'm, more, I'm more explained bragging, that you're happy. I just don't know? want to be that guy who's like, I, I know you mean, brags. I know you mean. Yeah, um, no, I, I think you're allowed to be really happy. I think, um, we, yeah, so we moved in together November before, in the before time. Yep. Um, Jen wanted to start playing Magic again, so she bought me for my birthday a shit ton of um, Theros Beyond Death, was it? Oh, yeah, yep. And we built, I built a commander deck for each of us from all the cards we pulled. Love it. I built her own enchantment green one enchantment deck and I build myself the Hydra one who gets comes back from the grave uh, Pelucranus oh yes yes Coco Pops as uh, as when I first started playing Commander Ooh. like that was 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 known as I'm like why Coco Pops and someone's like oh, it kind of sounds like Coco Pops <laughs> so weird it's like, I love so we always call Pelucranus Coco Pops I don't know why oh perfect okay I'm, yeah, keeping, it's, I'm it's, gonna keep that makes no sense but it's great uh, but yes, yes. continue yes. so yeah so I built it two decks using the typical deck builder mindset okay so typical commander deck um 
you know, you have answers for everything. You have answers for creatures, enchantments, and yeah, yeah. artifacts. You would have threats, and you have your protection spells. I build it like that without explaining it, but it wasn't quite speaking for someone who played 10, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, because one of the things they talked about was their ex-partner who played Magic. Mm. And one thing that she found was that he would play ultra-competitively, or, you know, they played poor games that are played ultra-competitively, or they didn't explain stuff properly. And one of her pet yeah. peeves was that they would play board games like Scythe, and, you know, yeah. turn six, they'd be like, hey, you know you can get out, get off the island by doing this, right? Or something like that. And it's like, you first told me that it wasn't important, then you go towards the game and tell me it's important. I want to strangle you yeah. with one hand. Yeah, it's it, do, what do you call that? Do, that's like angle shooting, right? Like it's is that the right term for it? No, uh, angle shooting is when you're trying to eke a win in any way possible. Well, yeah. this is worse than that because it's a little bit of like manipulation. Like yes, I think, and I think that's, and I think that's definitely a warning sign for a relationship because they're doing shit like that. Totally. Yeah, you're right. It's a microcosm and like a, an echo of what kind of would happen subtly and you know over time anyway you're right because it it goes back to control player or whatever mm. before it's like you know you that's someone's doing that they're kind of in in their nature is like a bit of a yearn to kind of Mm. find a bit of dominance and it's like oh okay (laughs) well i i also have the mistake of like misexplaining rules but that's because um i my mind goes a different way so i'm sometimes forget steps so the way the way i found to work was as I, if I am explaining the rules, rules, because I know the game, I'm going to pick up the rule book and I'm going to read it word for word. <laughs> word for word. I make sure. I've heard people rules. do this in magic and it's like, it's, it's admirable. It's, like, it's actually amazing. Because I will often shortcut a lot of stuff, either intentionally or unintentionally. Yep. And the best way for a board game is to just go with what the rules said. Sometimes you may want to interject and say, this is important or, you know, don't forget this part, but, you know, just mm-hmm. read it word for word. Or if it's super badly written, like a certain board game I own. <laughs> I was going to say, is it like, I mean, very, very tangentially, is this a fantasy flight thing? Like, no, no they, it's not a fantasy flight They're, one, they're but... okay, are they? Or like, no, I, like I, a... I just figured their games, there's no other way to explain it. So it just has to take ages, yeah. right? There was, there's one board game that's a Euro board game about ships. Yep. And it was about like different ships in time. Like, you know, you buy, you start off with, Steamboats, and then you go to like cruise ships and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very Euro game, but the problem was it was poorly translated. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the point where the we we were we we read the rule book and went, "What the flying fuck?" I still have no it? idea. Yeah. So we jumped on YouTube. It's like explain. And the guy who was explaining it even went and said, "I offered my services to the company to translate, <laughs> and they refused me." I'm like, uh, "Oh, that's not that's a bad sign." It goes to show the uh, the the YouTube is uh, the YouTube video of board games is a very important uh, element these days of yes. boarding any board game. But, like, yeah, so fortunately the game is good. It's just that there was a lot of stuff missed in translation because it was originally a French game. Ah, yes, yes. And it would, the board ga- and the rule book was poorly laid out, so it was it was just a whole thing with that. So yes, back to the back to commander. <laughs> okay because because the rules are important so we played the game of commander with the decks i built i built it the same typical way a commander someone with experience in commander would build yeah and jen trusted me in this in this experience that because she didn't know 
what cards were good or how they synergized. So she put trust that I built a, a similar power level decks, which I did. Plus, you know, I built a Perforce deck, I built a green black deck, and she built a green white. I mm. I did not use any of the mass enchantment removals that Green had access to. I had access I had access to like exile enchantments, mm. which I didn't play because her whole thing was playing like playing a digital throne deck. You want to be able to recurse those enchantments if you give them a chance. Mm. I still played it. I still had a fear of destroy because I couldn't just let it be one sided. Well, you know, I might, yeah, just, exactly. I might just hold off on the gas for a little bit. You know, give it a turn. I know what you mean, and it's a it's a delicate balance to kind of I don't know. Like it's uh, it's definitely a different experience for like teaching someone to play. Yeah, because yeah. when when you're in a teaching environment, you don't always play optimally. Yeah, you you might see the lion go. All right, they have a way out. So if I'll just I'll either misplay to hope they pick up on it. Or just hold off on pulling the trigger for a turn or two, give them a fair chance. Which which goes to show like how tricky it is to be a good teacher. Oh, like, right. that it's yeah, yeah. it's like, very I've, admirable. I do have like experience of working at a booth at PAX for like five years straight. Mm. So I I do have experience in that kind of stuff. But at the end of the game, she enjoyed it because she won. Yeah, yeah. But she was complaining that I was playing unfair cards. But Interesting. I, because she was because she was playing an enchantment deck, and I was I played some enchantment rule against her. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, you had to all these cards," and it's like that's exactly what my ex did. But then I explained, then you know, I kind of explained to her that yes, I did remove. I would play removal, but since you're playing a hundred card deck, you have to build your deck for, to cover your bases. Mm. So someone might play an enchantment you don't like, so you have to have some version of to answer for it, whether it's countering it or making your stuff extra if you're not in the right calls for enchantment removal. Yeah. Or, you know, black has a and few I, I, sacrifice I th- effects. I think that's the that's the that's the important pivot from then to go like, or okay, let's let's experience what different colors do well and that yeah. kind of thing. To go, I, well you you're kind of messing with the sliders then to go, well mm-hmm. guess what? This one isn't as good here, but much better here. And yeah. the green black is often a tricky one to come up against early on because like that just seems unbeatable. It's so resilient, like it just keeps coming back. You know? Yeah, I, I forgot that I put a a, a board, board wipe that excelled instead of removed. Yeah, yeah. I forgot I did that. I went. Up, I drew it. I'm like, oh <gasps> yeah. Let's not cast that card. It choose your moments because I think that's the point of the tra- the the you know onboarding or like teaching mm. someone something and and getting the making sure yeah. they're in great they're engaged they're enjoying it yeah. whatever like the, um th- yeah. by the same token that can that can go that can go right the other way when you know they feel like they're playing a goldfish literally because it's like oh, oh I'm getting coddled too kind of thing um uh, you oh, know she was, so she, so keep that balance thankfully she's she already played magic so she has experiences just that yeah exactly she used to play when damage went on the stack oh oh heavens <laughs> to be exactly. fair so did i so we got a similar time frame uh, exactly yeah so then i was able to unleash the beast a little more when we played another friend of her tabletop mm. table sorry um with pre-cons because he That's would right. also, he would also buy a lot of pre-cons and we're like all right let's just have a pre-con off yeah which is always fun always fun yeah then i believe the setup that was aquaria yeah which no, I love because I love mutate. 
Yeah, and they're gen- they're generally well balanced. Sometimes, every now and then, there's a there's a preconcept with one big outlier, and it's like, eh, but like, and Gen One because she just had she's just popped off, yeah. And my humans, and you know, she and my best man um, end up on me. Love like, it. Not like, but I'm not I'm not salt, salty about it. Just like that's how I it know. happened. They they're, saw the line. And, they saw yeah. me as a threat, and they. They Captain Planet to kill me, which... and that's sometimes the fun kind of uh, tones that Commander can come into when there's there's friendships that come into play. There's meta information that comes into play because it is a social game. It's like I'm going to beat up on you because you didn't do the dishes or something. Like oh, that's I love I love that stuff. We, like, we're going to beat up on you just because you're there. Why yeah. is my best man and my and my fiance getting up on me? That's uh, why is my best friend, my fiance, getting up on me? I do not like this. Yeah, I exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that they're. I love that they're good friends. Yeah. And no. No. It's 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 wonderful, and that's that's the bit to relish, absolutely. And and that that makes me think of. Um. Uh. I said it before, but how much fun we've had uh, playing right. lately with just having some of those good games where you're like I I you you're so in that zone of like we could actually just stop playing command mm. right now and just keep talking and hanging yeah. out and having fun. And that's what it feels like. We might, we might have 10 minutes between turns and, and that's worth celebrating if it's in the right environment, yeah, of course, because you don't want to waste people's time that aren't kind of you know, in some, the game for that. Of course. Someone but, brought up a joke or a conversation topic yeah. and we just naturally flow into that. Cause and someone's like, Oh, I've got to find the YouTube clip for you. And like, you laugh and whatever. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I always, always say it's like, yeah, make like, you know, I think it's it's best and, and natural to kind of just like read the room a little bit to make sure that we're in the right place. We're not kind of dragging the the mm. game or stopping the game to go do something when it's only one person you're talking to. Yeah, like, um, but because uh, I was feeling, I was pleasantly surprised when Chris Bondum tweeted like, "Oh, I enjoy all the people I've been playing games with." Yeah. I was one of them, and I was like, yeah. "Hang on," because um, I remember Chris was he was waking up. Some god, god yeah, which yeah, I'm a and zombie it, at the time. He, he was like to me, up. he felt a little disengaged because he basically told me, "All right, swing at me, I won't block because I need to go do other, <laughs> other life stuff." I'm like, "All right, fair." Uh, no. you know, sometimes I just get excited because I bought a precon and I found this really cool combo. Yeah, that's, that's number two now because the first one was um, Honor Conductor. That's right, Zafai. Oh, I've never been excited by blue red combo decks until Zafai. That is a I, cool deck. Like, because I love big spells, yeah. but I don't like pro magic per se. Mm-hmm. But I also I like the idea of storm. But playing in a commander deck is miserable. Yeah, that one's big and splashy. I have seen some turns take way too long, but I mean, whatever. It's the I, precon. Like you I can't be feel, angry with that. I do feel when I pulled it against you guys, my win con took a while. No, but, uh, but, ever, but it's, uh, I've seen Chesh do the same thing. I've seen Brandon from MTG Lexicon do the same thing. We all groan and laugh, but again, it's like, it's a different, mm. like, we know you. And it's like, yeah, like we, it, I, I'm also, I think it's a, a personality thing that I'm like, I'm also not going to get too, I'm not going to get salty at that. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I just felt bad because I'm like, because I'm not used that. Uh, it's just more of a personality thing because I'm not used to mm. being, well, I'm used to being the threat. Yeah, but I'm not used to actually being the threat because people yeah, let me get I know away with stuff. Yeah, I this know what you mean. And then that, that that whole point when do do you feel I I personally have times when 
something big's happening in a game and there's a lot of onus on you and it feels like the spotlight is on you and you kind of fumble a bit. You're just like, ah, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm oh. freaking out right now. And yeah. I'm th- you then really, you get in your own head about, am I taking too long? And am I kind of pissing everyone off? Really? Like, and it's, yeah. Which, that translates to my combat rule. Yeah. Because I have a binary state. I either flunch or I don't <laughs> go to combat. Like, and that goes back do you mean to, like all or nothing kind of thing yes that's why i love the zombie deck because since all my zombies have decay mm-hmm. i only get one good swing with them so i better make it count yeah yeah um exactly um because my personally i don't like i don't want to spend i have very limited ram going back to the autism mm. that's my metaphor for it that was a I, great way you put it before because i feel the same it's like yeah I have, just... I have limited RAM for analysis. Sometimes it's 400 gigabytes. Sometimes it's two, two kilobytes. Mm. Um, and if I can't clearly decide who I'm going to attack and with what, I'm better off just skipping and let the yeah, flow yeah. go to someone else because it doesn't have the honest... Honest? Onus. Oh, sometimes I forget how to read yeah. English. And the owners doesn't always have to be to me to forward the game. Yeah. That being and, said, and, and, I should, I should, I feel like I should try to make it a clearer point that it's okay to tell me, hey, try swinging at X. Mm-hmm. But that's more of a conversation the table should have. Because I, I mean, I know that I can sometimes I seem a little intimidating to people. Because mm. I am, I definitely have times where I've come across as this very serious, dead set in this place <laughs> kind of person, just because the way I talk and carry myself. Mm. But once you get to know me, you realize that's the exact opposite from the truth. Yeah, um, it doesn't help. I have a deadpan, monotone voice, so it's just a huge it softy. So it's it makes it hard to get a good read at first, and you know, first impressions matter. I just know if I attack you, something you're gonna say something funny. Like it's just, like, it's gonna be good. Like uh, I love that so much, you know. Yeah, like um, I, I do have I've had a lot of experience building up my comedy chops. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna so, say that, that that was something I probably should have introduced you as the the. It's you've you've probably been one of my favorite users of infinite tokens, um, putting them to great use and and keeping. I I don't think there's enough to be said about. Uh, enough being said about how oh, maybe maybe one of our guests at one point has is, 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 is said it like be you know be mm. the player that you'd like to lo- I don't know no, I, I don't be know the, be the player you want to lose against yes yeah oh, uh, exactly well, I, like, I want to say um, might have been Peter I can't one, remember hang on who's the one who who's the one on the committee uh, there's a few there's Charlotte the uh, one who blew up our, our bloody purse sack Oh, um, Kristen. Yes. So Kristen, Kristen hasn't been on the podcast yet. She's going to be on soonish, um, oh, okay. which would be great. But yeah, I no. Say, to- I, I want to say to her, feel free to miss, feel free to prove me wrong, because yep. I often very confidently say things I'm not one hundred percent on, <laughs> but I carry my confidence falsely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because something like because with confidence, I found fake it till you make it. Mm. If you don't feel confident, fake, fake being confident until you feel confident about it. Because mm. you're not gonna gain, you know, 
because with everything you need that experience yeah that's right and it and, kind of becomes a habit you know like, it becomes a habit like which is why i'm telling the i have a close friend who's like he also plays magic just to keep it on commander but he tells a lot of self-deprecating jokes which to yeah, him is yeah. his, to him it's his coping mechanism which he grew up with which exactly really, i, I, which I get it i get it but i'm trying to win i'm trying to get him to like um I had, the way I had to do it is I have to be the one to teach him by example. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the one who has to, because we both know each other, we both know who we are as a person. I had to basically change my personal, my attitude around him to be mm. one of overselling your confidence. Because exactly. He, because he parrots. He because parrots. the self-deprecation will do the same thing. Like you start, I, I, you start to build a habit that you almost like you're, you're faking your self-deprecation until you actually yeah. are quite low yeah. on yourself. Because we, I noticed that we've parried each other. Mm. Like if he's down, like if he's feeling down here, I've, and actually would, my energy level would drop as well. Yeah, true, true. I don't necessarily match him, but I definitely find that it, his attitude changes mine. So yeah. if I want him to, because we, he's not one to, Openly talk about his feelings, which is fine, because not everyone's comfortable with the idea. That's right. But you can do non-verbal stuff like be the change you want to be the change you want to see in the world. Yes, I wanted exactly. to. I wanted to stop um, ragging on himself. So you know what? I'm going to oversell my confidence. I'm going to talk about mm. how how good I am at this mobile game. We both enjoy, even though I'm not the greatest, and I I'm probably better than they are because I played it like six months more than they have so i know all the <laughs> so i know all the strategies but I'm gonna, all I'm the gonna, sweet strategies gonna, i yeah it's unfortunately it's one of those japanese games where it's got sold six months ago and then mm. once the global release came out you if you look up strategy online it's already been sold <laughs> but for me it's just something you enjoy doing and it's just we talk to each other because it's just fun so trying to be like oh what all right well, should i say my currency for the next character or should i wait for the the one after which probably is better mm-hmm. and you know yeah so just so yeah, just like i just find that i have to fake confidence because i i wasn't confident i i barely before i started streaming four years ago mm. i barely talked to anyone outside of my household yeah because i didn't want to talk to anybody I, and i only contacted people through Facebook and the only people I talked to were my parents and that was not really a conversation mm. like because um, it is a conversation but it's a family conversation it's not the same as I know what you mean it's it's like you're not kind of you know you've, you, you've been conditioned for that conversation your whole life it's fine it's, it's yes. just a natural thing but I know what you mean it's like you you chose that that path too to go well I, I there's the easy thing to do which is not really engage with anyone else or there's the kind of you know mm. yeah and yeah. it takes a lot of strength like it really does and yeah. especially that the confidence part too because i know in my mind that confidence is the past the path to a great deal of things you know um mm. yet self-doubt continues to dismantle things you know and oh, it's yeah. a, a constant battle you know for sure but yeah um no what, what i was saying before as well is like you just uh i would i would not know that the way you conduct yourself in a command game, whatever, like I, I, 
it's careful. You're careful not to self-deprecate yourself for sure, because that that can become a uh, an ongoing thing or whatever. But you know, you you are confident, and it you're you're a delight to kind of bring to Commander Games to go. Oh, you know, like you know, rods on the table is going to be a lot of fun kind of thing too. And and that was the point I was making about being a good loser. Like you just, you're the the like the messages you put on your infinite tokens when you've been defeated is the best it's like you it's 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 like being the bomb in mario kart like you you it's like you're still in the game and Mm. i think that's a really graceful a a gracious way to do it and being a great sport like i reckon because you're still in the game when you think about it i reckon the best example was when kate stole all my lands (laughs) yeah exactly i i I, that's a very vivid memory because yeah that's never happened to me that's brutal. <laughs> I, it, was, it was it was brutal, but it was also it was brutal, but it was a unique experience because several things happened that I, with one simple action of tapping six clerics to steal someone or land some one player control. Oh no, it's what was it? Clerics, druids, druids. Because it's um yeah, I know the card. I know the card. Uh, uh, I'll I'll remember what it's called. It was it yeah. was in her elf deck. It's such a wacky card. It's like, like it, well, it's, that's shadow realming someone. Um, I was willing. Yeah, I literally got sent to a shower room. And the Can you imagine part, if Chesh got his land stolen? Like, we'd never hear the end of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the reason I got my land stolen because I was the head of the game. That's right. So that's, that's right. So I was like, okay, that's fair. I have a lot of cards in hand, and I have the most lands for the blue red player, which makes no sense. Yeah. Um, she's she's like, I want to do this because this is the first time I ever got to do it organically yeah you know tap six clerics in an elf deck that's not easy yeah yeah so she did that and then i just went and got my finish tokens and went this is where all my lands would be and i just put them in you know, like <laughs> the guy exactly. if i had any i'm like because yeah. i'm not out of the game but at the same time i'm not in it so i'm just gonna do something that makes me happy and by extension totally. makes other people happy because um going back to my autism thing I had I had trouble concentrating because sometimes commander is a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah, totally. Because like it's, I can it, I can only it, spend so much time strategizing between turns. Totally, there's like bursts of kind of uh, quite huge mental load, and then there's like kind of drifting kind of moments in between, and yeah, yeah exactly. And so for and the way I for me it personally helps just drawing something because it uses a different part of the brain. Yeah, that, totally. does, that doesn't mean I'm not being an active listener or paying attention to the game. It just means that I need to do something for myself, even if it's just drawing different versus different naming twelve different zombies. Yeah, exactly. Which is an observation observation I've my um I've always made at you know education levels, whatever. Like I I tend to fidget and, and draw things, and and that was always my comfortable state to. And I I've since that's like realize that so uh, the way so many people work they mm. almost internalize information based on the visuals they're creating too which really mm. goes to show that learning is a, a thing we don't fully still understand how like to the extent of how people learn you know mm. there's all there's there's everyone is so different in that regard but it can be a a, a form of memory like in an education mm. sense that they're jotting down on their math textbooks yep. and they get yelled at by the teacher that like stop writing stuff down or stop like that is so- uh, doing that or like you're not paying attention it's like you don't that. know me I've- yeah oh exactly I, like it was the worst yeah for me and for, for the for kids SM- from from the kids and from the teachers like you know like early it's, 2000s it's undiagnosed autistic child 
Yeah. Anyone from our time period will know exactly what I'm talking about. The understanding was not there. Well, the, the understanding was. For the younger people, which I've learned from family, friends who have children. Yeah. It's such a match. It's like, can I just clear on my birth certificate that I was born like eight years ago and just start school all over again? Because it sounds like such a magical experience compared to what I did. I think also, like, I'm realizing now I'd be a much better student now than I ever was then. But, yes. You know, that, that's well, a funny yeah. thing, too. We all hit peaks of, like, how much, like, we would actually be great scholars. You know? I like, didn't realize. Well, for me, it was a case of having a goal. I didn't have yeah, that goal. Totally. because not I didn't have a goal in school. Because I wasn't given a chance in high school. Because yeah, yeah. they just saw me as the trouble child. Exactly. I got they didn't this, know how to deal. They didn't. No, no. My problem was they didn't want to deal. Oh, yeah, I true, got suspended true. six times in the first year of my high school experience Dang. because I was being bullied. Wow. And I made the mistake of throwing the first punch. Yeah. And the, the, the vice principal at the time said, you know, they're smart, right? They're saying stuff to you because they know they can't get into trouble. Mm. Think about that line being said today. Yeah. It would not happen, yet that was my reality. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah, but like so right. i am jealous of the kids today they still have ungodly amounts of issues but oh, yeah. they are and, and, like it's but it's more to me it feels like it's more the same because growing up and your body's changing and societal pressures are gonna be the, the same flavor of chocolate different flavors of chocolate fundamentally yeah. gonna be the same but they have now the teachers have understanding of mental disorders they have understanding of what they have training for it if they don't have mm. training they'll have someone on staff who might be trained for it except for australia which <laughs> perishes <laughs> <laughs> separation of church and religion church yeah, and state yeah, people yeah. but thankfully victoria doesn't have that anymore um they have all this stuff which in my day would not think of and it's i think mm. it's has this massive cascading effect of people are more willing to talk open up about their mental health, which was a, yeah. not a thing for we're our becoming parents. more uh, open to showing vulnerability, and I think because that's, that's a, not something that parents, my parents, would never do because they're still putting on the tough guy face. Even exactly, thought. there's a mindset, and especially you know uh, in the male sphere too, it's just like yeah. now nah, you just got to toughen up. Because like, like, like no, nah. between the two, between my two parents, they have three heart attacks between them, one kidney surgery, one but. Uh, Four knee replacements, uh, diabetes, and all the and all this other chronic shit, mm. and they're still acting like they got their shit together. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I am watching you slow. I am watching you. Slow. You're allowed like, to say this is not easy. <laughs> you're allowed to tell me you having issues and you want my help. I yeah. cannot give it to you because what you're asking me is outside of my wheelhouse. But I can try to be there emotionally. But one of them is not willing to budge for it and the other one's trying to give me the old mexican housewife guilt trip mm. which is something that i'm not a huge fan of because you know telling your telling your child that you're killing them is not a great way to, to cement your relationship dang that's some like okay yeah i know that for you it's a damn but for ask anyone who grew up in latin america yeah they'll yeah, all yeah. tell you the same fucking thing and it's a cultural really? The cultural problem far out but I, but yes i even with like even my family which are 
very Mexican and very entrenched in the machismo ways. Mm-hmm. They're even them that they're starting to open, like they're starting to learn to open up and talk about feelings. Maybe not mm-hmm. at the stride you would like, but you definitely see that the next generation is willing to make that change. Mm-hmm. They're willing to break the cycle. They're willing to open up their emotions. They're willing to get a cat despite everyone else in the family <laughs> having a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I never thought I would own a dog. Cat, cat. I would never own a cat because I always grew up around dogs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I love dogs, but cats are wonderful things that are rarely misunderstood by people who never really interacted with them. Hard agree. Like it's, I, I've, I've kind of been around people that actually hate cats, and that I realize that kind of form my not my opinion, yeah. but my kind of like, oh, I guess it's just like maybe a, you know, I just I, didn't really investigate them, and like now was a dog person now absolutely adore cats absolutely adore them I like i love stevie i feel like more than anything in the world like it's yeah she's wonderful you are, you are the world's bravest man what how, how so go to sam's twitter page and look at how he's got his car sorted out later on that, late on oh, out on the open Oh yeah! Without any, <laughs> without else, like, like without any oh no, Steve, So Stevie took a she took a uh, step over the the kind of what do you call it the the shelf of commander decks. Yes, yeah, and she actually managed to like walk across them. Uh, and I said, Stevie, no, wait, whoa! And she's like, mm. and like if you launch right now, they're all going everywhere. And I managed to just grab her before and picked her up and she's like, Meow. and uh, I, uh, okay, so. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I had a feeling that's like, there is no way in hell that catches. catches she loves me. stepping on magic cards. Like, got no issue. It's, I it's am, great. I am very proud of my partner because they were they were originally her cats, mm. but she has raised them well. I am very comfortable leaving magic cards lying around, yeah, and exactly. they will not damage them because, well, either a they're not interested, or b they just got they got better shit to do. Exactly. They have two human beds. They have three cat beds. One of them heated. They have two couches. They have three humans who have different sleep, <laughs> who have different sleep patterns. So yeah. odds, so twenty hours out of twenty four, there's someone active. Yeah, yeah. So they probably have better things to do than to bath around with magic cards. <laughs> exactly. And I have, and I have left very dangerous piles of magic cards. Yes, out in the open. Um, like I'm talking, they like, will be trodden. They will like be a trodden. stack of foil, um, Strix Seven, and Japanese cards. Love it. <laughs> and they just and it, and they were exactly the same way I left. I'm like, I shouldn't do that, but God, I love those cats. Exactly. God, we love those cats. So speaking of speaking of of of, of the life of Rod, uh, yeah. do you feel like running like doing a bit of a turbo through some guest guest profile questions? You've oh. you've heard everyone else answer them. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to run you through. I want to run through these. I know any of these we could do a whole episode on because yeah. me and you kind of get along like a house on fire. It's great. Mm. Um, but I will say, in the interest of us both going to sleep, that uh, you know, yep. of course, we'll we'll keep them brief as much as possible. But you know, go where you need to. You know this. Yep. But yeah, um, yeah. But let's let's learn a bit more about Rod the person uh, because delighted to hear all your your tangents and things as they have gone, and you know. Uh, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know the first one actually very well, don't you? Uh, pineapple and pizza? You got it. Pineapple and pizza, Rod. What's the deal? Yes. Good. 
<laughs> okay, look. It's, hard yes. All right, so hard yes. Reasons why. It's a very Australian thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, gr- like, I love um, contrast of flavors. Mm-mm. Like spicy and sweet, sour and... What's the opposite of sour? Oh, that, you got me on the spot here. I don't actually... Bitter? Like, just, no? No. Bitter? Sure. Umami and salty, like, Mm-mm. like, and pineapple breaks down the, the breaks down the amino acids of the meat, make it more tender. And Hawaiians have cooked pig with pineapple, so who are we to yeah. judge? Yeah, totally. Just, uh, but I do agree with your last host, last um, guest, who said that it makes some badly cooked Hawaiian pizza is wet. Yes, Which I agree yes. with. That's not you your texture the, you're looking for. You drain the pineapple before you cook it, people. Yeah. Exactly. You want a self-contained like, little like uh, it, liquid cube. But it will still use juices anyway. Yeah, it's got liquid, but it doesn't have to have that much liquid. Mm, exactly. Yeah. It's right, got to have so, fibers. I like it. No, it's okay. good. It's good. Nice, concise. Uh, pet card you love may not be the best. This would be a good one. Right. I don't actually know what your pet card is. Hmm. Uh, I have mentioned it a couple of times, but it's still going between the two. Um, I think it's just a two-card commander card I've also played with. Marath, Spirit of the Wild, which I feel yes. is my first true commander deck. Yeah. But the, that's the, the first bull, one. The bull with flatulence. <laughs> I just picture it like, like a little balloon animal with <laughs> with trees growing out of it. That's true. That's true. The, the Swiss Army Knife Commander. Um, because they just did the things I like to do. I like making counters. I like putting plus one, plus one on stuff. And I like occasionally pinging stuff for damage. It yeah. was like Wizards wrote a love letter to me. And it's it's very much uh, the the hooves or the hooves uh, on on this beast, very much doing the thing from uh, the forest spirit from Princess Mononoke. Yeah. I just noticed. Oh yes, the things are growing out of the ground, and but they're just, just growing. They're probably not dying. Yeah, like it's got that. Um, I forgot. There's some mythical beast in some some or several cultures where they walk around and it, like you see little blades of grass rising from where they're touching. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's very everything's perfect about that card. I love stuff that gets bigger, utility cards, and beautiful unflavored art. Absolutely. Which I pair with my favorite card, which is Wave of Vitriol. Oh, that is a nice one. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You have because played that on. on I occasion. have played that because um, I feel that's my. It's a good catch-all that doesn't feel unfair because mm-hmm. it costs seven mana, which is a lot. And it gets yeah. it causes everyone to sacrifice all their non basics, enchantments, and artifacts, which is something yeah. green does very well. But in return, you get basics. I love it. I love and it. It's, it, it's a it's a card that scales up with power. Yeah, that's right. It wipes a lot of things that are just like, well, guess what? You get the things you get. You know, basic lands back. You get you get compensated if we're mm. removing lands there. But no, like, you the get compensated. You get compensated. But if you're being a greedy jerk who's playing, <laughs> and a, who's playing like all the minor rocks with unwinding clock, of course you're gonna have a little cry. Exactly. I I think Wave of Vitriol is a very fair card. It reminds me of um like Laputa Castle in the Sky, where it's like right at the end, it's like everything crumbles and things mm. return to form. It basically goes back to a real it just a mo- like a tree floating in the yes. sky, unadorned by a lot of things. Whereas before, is a whole city built around it. It's kind of great. Like, and it just feels on brand for green because we're destroying the artificial things that the yeah, society totally. has built and return. Returns back to the basic land it came from. 
Absolutely. So on flavor, and once again, on flavor, powerful effects that get more powerful the more unfair the components are. Yeah, you can't be upset at it. It's it's great. I, I think it's an excellent choice. Um, I right. used to, I used to just look at it in um, the lens of Masaryk because I love Masaryk and it was like my one of my first commander decks I had for years. Uh, and just looking at lapping up all those sacrifice triggers because like phew, yep. so many sacrifice triggers, you'd be putting like seventeen things on on, on all your creatures. It'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nice one. All right, good choice. Good choice. Um, next one was. Who would you most like to have dinner or a drink with, dead or alive, real or fictional? Oh, I had an answer for this, but now I don't. Hmm. All right, let's just pull something on my ass. Um, I, 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 for some reason, just thought of your cats dressed up in um in little suits or something. It's like yeah, just oh just my. Um, Sometimes you have those dreams where you, your cat can just talk to you like a person, you know, and you're like it's the most normal thing in the world. You're like, hey, they, yeah, they already exactly. talk to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mine knows how to say hello, question mark. And I was like, you sound like a human now. And then when you realize that, that, yeah, they're echoing basically a crying child or a a human voice. That's what they do. They're they're smart asses. It's the best. But um, yeah. Um, Yes. So I would have to say my grandfather. Oh, great choice. Great choice. Um, The reason is that I am the official secret keeper of the family. Oh, really? And most of the secrets are hidden within my grandfather, who is the family, the black goat of the family. Mm. He has, he had undiagnosed bipolar disorder. Yeah. And has dead and done a lot of things, which nowadays I would like to, now that I have a better understanding of the world, I'd like mm. to know why, without any prejudice. Yes, exactly. I, I was about to say we talk about generations and uh, hmm. and mental health, and because and, you know, I'm probably the only person he'd be willing to open up to because I'd be the only one within the entire family who would be able to listen without mm. um getting too upset. Yeah, 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 totally. But, yeah. Um, on the lighter side, yes, I agree. The cats, <laughs> like just because I want to see my Mumi who hates being put on a leash. I want to see her little dress. <laughs> oh, because uh, it's getting, you know she won't put on her little pink sweater, even though she hates being cold. Anyway, so yeah, that's, <laughs> but yeah, it's a libel. Oh, I love it, Rod. It's the best. I love it. Mm. Yep. So perfect. Uh, for the next one, which I believe is favorite Pokemon. Whoa! Getting, no, it's not. You 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 got too far ahead. No, this one is. Uh, I just love that you know this much about our podcast. Um, what what's your video game hall of fame? Okay, uh, as as we alluded to before, we're talking about a uh, relatively newer game. Mm. So, so the, my latest entry would have to be Inscription. It is mm. many things. It is an escape room. It is a card game, and it is an experience. Such a wild concept, isn't it? Like just jamming all those together. Yes, like the guy he made Pony Island and the Hex, which are um, two of those meta games where the game is not a game, mm-hmm. and it goes beyond the scope of what a traditional game is. Like Frog Fractions. Like Frog, frog Fractions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've never played Frog Fractions. I've just heard people talk about it a lot. Okay, so um, there are but two that, like that—that that is not the game people think it is. Like, well, well, it, it looks like, yeah. I love the fact that. Frog Fractions on the website and Frog Fractions on Steam are two different games. Perfect. Um, 
Yeah, but so like this one isn't a success that it actually it actually adds files to your directory and it messes <gasps> with them. Oh, that's like oh, what's the that's very Kojima esque. <laughs> yeah, like uh, unfortunately Kojima um, is very main like unfortunately like he's very mainstream nowadays. Yes, yeah, and I know you mean. Unfortunately, the problem is with Kojima nowadays is it's got way too much money to be able to experiment like he used to back in the old day. Yes, exactly. Well, he still experiments, but the scope of his experimentation is very limited by his money. Yes, whereas the, I mean. whereas the indie scene, they're allowed to go buck wild. All right, let's add files. <laughs> to, let's add files to your directory, and you can that shit crazy, and yeah. we'll delete them in game, and and we'll we'll add like text files that have written like have lore drops, and there's one. <laughs> Without spoiling anything, there's one section of the game where you're playing a. Well, it'll, you get you get to choose a file in your computer, a real file, mm. and it'll tell you if you lose this card, if this card dies, you will I will delete this card, this real life file on your computer. <laughs> the bigger that the file is, is how strong the, how strong the card will be. Keep that in mind. Wow! So just for this battle. I actually learned that if you open up the file directory in the file, if you lose the card, they won't actually delete the file, but it adds a little text file saying, sorry, I don't have permission to delete this file. Can you please keep to the, keep to the spirit of the thing and delete it yourself? Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Because, yeah, because I was like doing achievement hunting for that game and the last one was this this one. Yeah. And it was that specific thing that I just told you. It's such like weird fourth wall breaking. I love. It. I love. I love those kind of games. That's why I love everything this guy has made. So if yeah, you're gonna yeah. get Inscription, I recommend get the pack, which is all three of his games because they are interlinked. Flame in Order, which is Pony Island, mm. the Hex, and then Inscription. You don't have to do the order if you don't want to. If you just want to play a card game, play Inscription. Mm. But if you want to get the max experience because it does have an overarching story, play all three. Love it. Or at least watch a Let's Play of the first two. Yeah, definitely. As is the way to kind of absorb games these days. But um, yeah, Daniel Mullen's games is yes. the, uh, is, is where to find it. Dot com. I, so, yeah. Um, yeah. But like for my mainstream, for my mainstream would have to be Nier Automata. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I, love, I love his, he's a better Hideo Kojima, in my opinion. Um, Ooh, hot. Nice. No, it's not a hot take. Like the problem, like the problem I have with Hideo Kojima is that he has a vision, but the problem is he he kind of strayed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, whereas um, Yoko Taro, which is the guy he made Nier Automata, is still unhinged as hell in the good way. <laughs> because I remember one thing that made me fall out of love with Hideo is um, noise. Uh, what was that? He was the character in Fourth, which is like the one who had the bikini and the... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, good. Because she couldn't, she could only breathe through her skin. Mm. On an interview, he said the reason that why is she nearly naked. I will tell you why, but uh, it's part of the game. And then when you find out in game, you will cry ugly tears of shame. She's a fucking plant who needs to breathe through her skin. That's why she's wearing a bikini. That's, <laughs> so, like that. It's like it's not not the most satisfying kind of <laughs> okay. explanation. In contrast, Yogotaro, when interviewed about a mobile game he created. Mm. why did you make all the girls female girls market well and they're pretty and they make me lots of money you have to respect yeah. someone who has who is that self-aware yeah yeah 
And if you have the chance to play Nier Automata, it is a beautiful genre-busting game. Mm. The soundtrack, I listen religiously every day when I need to focus because it's a beautiful mix of Japanese and Gaelic, which has this otherworldly um, sound, and it just calms me. Calms me. Mm. Um, the characters are beautiful, like 2B, like you've seen 2B, right? She's the goth. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard yes. 2B on Yeah, internet. yeah, yeah. Like, she's be, she just plucked, she just went onto my brain and went, let me just pluck the perfect wifey for you. <laughs> just so cool. Like, just, and it's, she's not just a face either. Like, she's not just a pretty face. She has a lot of character. She, mm. like, everything that she does is for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Not good reasons, but interesting re- story reasons. And I recently replayed it because the true ending, you only get it by deleting your save file permanently. That's amazing. Like, literally. Like, you finish the game, you'll get an option saying, you can help somebody else by deleting all your save files. And what will happen is, it will physically go through and delete it from your hard drive or your whatever, PlayStation, Xbox. Mm. And then you will play like this little mini game where a bunch of names will come out and help you. And there will, there will some of them will be pre-generated, but a lot of the, most of them will be real-life people who did delete the save file. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? I, like, that is such a unique way to use the, the format, you know, like yeah, to like, use the, the, what do you even call it, the platform. And it's such a beautiful way of pressing Unity in video games. Yeah, totally. And in a way that is both mechanically and conceptually satisfying. Yeah. It's one of those like video games are an art form kind of moments for sure. Like, like I, I do love a lot of indie games. I love experimental stuff. But for mainstream stuff, I would go go near Automata. Mm. Like it's a perfect game. I will I'll play it religiously because it's such it's weird. It's it's um, serious. It is comedic. It is mm. it is otherworldly. It's thought provoking. It is goofy because one of your shopkeepers is literally a ball a metal ball. Yeah. And he has a reason for being a metal ball. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, I just saw this, like, someone goes, oh, games like Nier Automata, and someone's like, very few. This is just a Reddit thread. And, like, Metal Gear Solid uh, and Undertale is all I can think of on top of my head. Oh, I'm like, Undertale. yeah, Undertale, for sure. Like, I, it's love Undertale. Like, I love Undertale because... I, I knew you would. <laughs> I played it when it first came out, and it, it did something for me. Like, yeah. Uh, Oh, I know what it did. Like, I was at a stage of my life where I was trying to break away from machismo and toxic male culture because mm. I was living in a culture outside of Mexico which, when you're immersed in it, you don't realize the flaws. Mm. And I was like, I, I just want to enjoy, I just want to be able to enjoy what I do. I want to enjoy different stuff and I don't want to be judged for it. Yeah. But That's I right. didn't know the words at the time. And then came along this weird game where, like, at the time I was just plotted as this weird RPG where you don't have to kill anything. Yeah. That's, I remember the Kotaku article back when I read it. <coughs> Kotaku sucks. <coughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, that's different enough for me to get engaged. Then I, I went in blind and had a wonderful experience that made me rethink about the norm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's, and it didn't beat you over the head with it either, like some games do. They, it translated into gaming. It translated both literally through the gameplay, like through the dialogue and through the gameplay. Mm. Because 
it does reward you for not killing the monsters. It does, it changes the way the game behaves because of it. Mm. But if you do want to go kill stuff, they will respond in kind. And I think that's the one thing that games should always get. They should, within the scope of the rules of the game, they should react to how you act. Yeah. Because the one thing I always hate about games is like RPGs, because I used to play the Skyrims, the Oblivions. The... Oh, with the, you're talking about they force you down that path. And it's no, like, it's what if I actually want to take this right now? I don't feel like you mm. know, killing well, all those people or whatever. Just a, Well, also down in the immersion breaking off, hey, this guy just asked me to murder half, like murder somebody in front of the entire family mm. in the village. Mm, exactly. I, I walked out of the village. I came back. Nobody cares. Yeah. Do you think... You said a program who, for it. Like a program for it, I don't count for it because that's a story. That's a main story thing. Uh, no, sorry. That wasn't it. It was... Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, you help a king marry, get find his queen and marry, get married. No one acknowledges that you that you help arrange that marriage. No one, the king yeah, doesn't totally, totally. The king doesn't go, "Hey, how was that wedding?" or some shit like. Even just acknowledge that I did this for you. Acknowledge me. Why did yeah, you love exactly, me, Dad? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, like, uh, but like, I love that. Like, culturally, games are changing because mm-hmm. it changes with who's making them and where they're making them and the audience that go and that celebrate them. And and that's, that's what I've loved to see that like we've often seen now that's like a game of the year might be an indie one. And and Mm. it's like something that tried to do something so boldly different and break the kind of the expectations of norm. And I love that. Damn. We had to to like save an entire podcast for, Oh yeah, yeah. Ah yes. How how are you going to do it exactly? Like a little kind of like overview, but I'll I'll let you do one after this. It's fine. I better keep putting along because this this is delightful. But yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry. Um, Uh, No, 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 no. Never, never. This is it's as much me (laughs) getting excited down the rabbit hole. Anyway, Um, Rod, recommend us an album. Near Automata soundtrack. There you go. I thought you might say that. It's perfect. I like. Yeah, I don't listen to little... much main. I don't listen to much albums. Yeah. Like that is. I am the one person who have listened to the same. I listen to three songs in my entire life. Mm. Why does everybody's free near on my soundtrack? Amazing. That's a. Amazing. That's a very weird. Those are weird three songs to listen to. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's like it's it's yeah. Everyone is different, exactly, and everyone's yeah. got their their beautiful little things that help them along the day yeah. too. Because I I think that's the that's the wonder there that you know there is you do need things like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love it. Yep. Uh, next one was favorite magic art. Sorry, favorite favorite piece of magic art. Um, favorite piece of magic art. Um, I love it. I love it. Just a mix of two things I love. I I love the X Men. Yep. And I love I like a Johnny, and I just love a weird mix of magic art and comic book, which are two circles of my life. Yeah, just feels like the right kind of hero. It's like this is this is rad. I love it. Well, let's see if I have to actually think about my favorite magic art. We'd be here for an hour straight. Exactly. So is it like, is it derivative of, is it meant to be like a Cyclops kind of outfit? Is that what um, it's trying to be? Kind of? A little no, bit? he's, he's, um, the X-Men. Um, ah. the, I forgot his name, but he's the one who travels from the future. He's got the bionic arm and the eye. 
Yeah, gotcha. Who's gotcha. best friends with um, Deadpool? I'm awful at this stuff. I don't know what who I, the, who the, the I, comic book people are. Uh, I feel bad because I used to be like, I used to have the head for it, but now that I've not. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's got like the nineties Rob Liefeld um, suit and a uh, glowing eye. Mm. That's what he's supposed to evoke. And if it uh-huh. isn't, that's that's why I'm saying it is. And listen to me, and not the artist. Exactly, exactly. Good choice, good choice. Uh, nice. Um, next one was recommend us a movie. Movie. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. I watched that one so much. I warned the B the VHS. Tape. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> um, like it, it holds up. It does, and it's. We have a lot of. We have to thank it for a lot of things because that was like the revolutionary three D design at the time, mm. and it helped pave the way towards Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it, absolutely. Is is the pioneer kind of thing? The bit I always loved about it as a kid, I was like, I. I don't know, it, it, it gave me a lot of respect for all my toys in a weird way. Like I, I was always like, No, you're always playing with the Star Wars ones. They fit mm. in the same they fit in the same universe and that's why they would only ever be together kind of thing. Like oh. nothing else. And Toy Story inspired me to get everything in my room to go, What if they're all in the same like universe? It's the coolest thing ever. Uh, and like kind of had yeah. this like idea of unity in a way. It's great. For me it just hit different because I um I I was a only child, but I had a lot of cousins, and we we lived close to each other, so we kind of, you know, had everyone going everywhere. Mm. So there was never, like, a sense of unity for your toys because you shared with everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, like, to me, it just, it just hit that same but different beat. Yeah, it was just right. I yeah. No, great choice too, and I, mm. I mean, the, the, going on, the, like, watch the other ones. Oh well. fuck, I, I hate a three. Maybe which f- one was three again? Uh, um, the one with the- oh, the one that makes everyone cry. <laughs> For that reason, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Oh, I shed a bit of a tear at the end. He's like, I, oh. like, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but it did, and it still made me feel bad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You don't kill off your cash cow. No, that's right. <laughs> um, I actually really, I, I actually really enjoyed four, the yeah. um, with the antique store because I was like, that's the best depiction of an antique store ever, and then like with some Keanu Reeves and and etc. Mm. etc. Et that being, bit, that being said, now that I'm rewatching it, it hits that story beat of um, dystopian of society's class structure that I missed when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like like a lot of those movies, you're just like, whoa, hey, it's different when you have oh, a bit like, of a, yeah. a greater when understanding of things. Like, the teddy bear just won. The teddy bear, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. Oh, the teddy bear was an asshole all the way through. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Spot on. Oh, man. Uh, like, yeah, there's so many meanings of those. The, uh, the one that always got me is um, we did that whole tier list with uh, the Lexicon uh, crew and of we did a tier list of all kinds of things. One of them was the Pixar movies. And it's like, I said, as an Australian, I'm, I'm meant to say that Finding Nemo is the greatest, but, you know, alas, whether it's the movie's fault or like the people that actually watch it, like it was the intention was to kind of talk about preservation and, you know, mm. you know the environment and everything like that. Yeah. 
and yet what was the the reaction like most most kind of parents went out and bought their kids clownfish because the kids demanded it and what that led to was just something horrible it's like there wasn't enough education about how to take care of clownfish and Mm. uh, a lot of people get bored it's the whole you know you'll agree you you'll kind of have seen this too but like always sad me when we picked up stevie it's like there's multiple people coming into the the um what do you call it the uh the pet shelter Mm -hmm. going oh i heard you had kittens i heard you have kittens and they're like we've got these lovely adult cats and they're like no no i just want kittens and it's like it's the short-sightedness of like they don't they wouldn't even look at an adult cat and they're probably just doing because the kids wanted the the, Mm -hmm. you know the kitten and that as we've seen results in a lot of people adopted pets last year uh Mm -hmm. and in that a lot of them went back to being neglected and it just is so goddamn sad. And it's like just so short-sighted like, oh yeah, do this, just do this. And it's like, I'll take, I'll get this fish. And it's like, do you know what the fish needs to like, if you're recreating a a, a specific aquatic habitat takes work and it takes like, you know, care and and, and effort and, and understanding and knowledge. And what resulted, it's like, you know, kind of like, fish going in the toilet like that kind of stuff or just like dying unnecessarily that kind of stuff anyway, yeah, anyway. but it was like that was that was the weird byproduct of that movie yeah like they that was not the intent of the movie mm. and like so many people bought clownfish and just like mishandled them so anyway i already settled with the fact that if i'm going to go to jail the most likely reason is because i punched a bad pet owner yeah totally oh uh, nothing's not not for kidnapping the pet. That's got next to no jail time. It's assaulting a human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I, I think it's on a weekly basis. I'll kind of. I'll, I'll talk to Kate about something. She's. She'll be in tears from something she's read about. You know, uh, pets. What. What. What someone's done to cats. And oh it's yeah. Like, like, yeah. Jen was one class away from being a vet. Yeah. So we've already come to the agreement. If I bring a pet, it. There's gonna be a good reason why. Yeah, the reason yeah. most likely being I saw it being neglected. If the cops ask, wasn't here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, bit of a rabbit hole. Anyway, um, speaking of of pets and friends, uh, yeah. favorite favorite Pokemon, Rod? Alakazam. Alakazam's okay. a cool one. Like, Do you okay, like spoons? So, no, like, okay. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna have to derive the answer from one of your previous co-hosts because he's. He struck the nail on the head on why it's so fascinating. I'm trying to remember who chose Alkazan now. Hmm. Same, but like I remember they talked about it and I remember just agreeing with that. I listened to like four of your podcasts in one go because I was driving so much. <laughs> so it kind of blurred for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was such a unique Pokemon during during Gen 1. So yeah, totally, to, totally. You had to jump through so many hoops to get it and it was just so cool looking. Yeah. And like, you it, can never get an Abra. Like, you just, it's like, teleport. Well, you eventually, I eventually learned that you just throw a Pokeball straight away and then... That's you only, you only get one shot. You might as well yeah. throw an Ultra Ball at it. <laughs> one opportunity. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, like, so, to me, that will always carry through because I love such a weird, unique design for Pokemon. Mm. That still holds up today. But lately, it's just changed to um, Holucha. I don't know this one. Holy oh, it's, it's on this previous one. It was oh, it's a luchador hawk. Yeah, it is too. I was like, that's like got the mask and everything. That's so cool. That that just well, it, it speaks to me because I love lucha. Mm-mm. 
and it just hits that little Mexican patriotism that rises whenever you see something from a country. But it, I just love that Pokemon because I remember at the time there was a when if, when the, that uh, agenda came out with it was mm. there was this meta for ice Pokemon. So everyone I would be playing against would always have a fan, all these other Ice-type Pokemon. And guess what has four times damage against Ice-type? Hit signature move, the the flying bench press. <laughs> the flying press. It's so good. Because it's flying and fighting, <laughs> which are both effective against Ice. What a combo. I mean, that's got to be like the first time it's done too, right? A flying oh. and fi- fighting together. That's so no, like good. It's a, it's, a, it's a signature move. And I, yeah. I loved everything about it. It's... I. I love the design. I love that it's got a, a unique move that speaks to what it is as a Pokemon. Mm. What a cool combo. It reminds me of, like, I just love weird and wacky kind of combos of, um, uh, what do you even call them, um, types in Pokemon. Like, I always, like, my, my favorites in um, Ruby, I think it was, were, like, Ludicolo and um, and Palippa, I think. The uh, uh, Water and Flying was cool enough for me. I was like, I love that. That was a great combo. I'm, su- um, I'm supposed to hate Ludicolo for some reason, but I can't recall why. Ah, uh, just, you I look at the face, and you're like, that's a happy it, character. Well, it's, I understand why some people can be upset with it. I, they, yeah, totally, totally. But for me, as a Mexican who... As a native Mexican who doesn't give a shit about that kind of shit, yeah, I love it. <laughs> like, um, I remember, you remember Mario Odyssey. Oh yeah, yeah. The old controversy of having a Mex- uh, wearing a poncho and sombrero on the cover art. That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. I, I, yeah. He, he was yeah. wearing a poncho and sombrero in a Mexican world. That is not appropriation. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm like oh. Dude, you guys got pissy for nothing and took away my culture. No, you didn't, but you just took it off the art and I was dead by it. You, and don't, they, get to, you don't get to decide what I'm upset by. That's like right. Disney, we almost let Disney get away with copywriting Day of the Dead. That's how little we give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they did it. They That was like just a delightful level. Like it was just yeah, like... He's just, just happy. He's got his little maracas and he's being a little mariachi. The, Who cares? And the vivid color in it is is excellent. Like, Love it. Love like, it. Uh, oh yeah, good point. It's very, it's got very vivid Mexican colors. Yeah, they they did it right. I like that. Like, um, oh, was the game? Oh, Guacamole. Was that Guacamole? Um, yes. Love it. Yeah. You know what? That I was know? like one of the coolest art styles I've ever seen. You know what? We should revive if you're going to revive dead franchises. Viva yeah. Pinata. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like I got my um, Xbox 360 with that. I, I remember that right. was just such a satisfying to look at game. Like the texture, the color, like everything was was visually so cool. And that was, I think, Rare doing that game too, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, it was because like Rare hadn't done anything for ages, I believe. Uh, I think that was the last good game they did. Yeah, and then they like they try. They, I think they did a reboot of uh, Banjo Kazooie, but like the original Banjo Kazooie is a masterpiece. But the other one where I played and it's funky, but nothing like it. How does the game do everything right yet so wrong at the same time? Which one? Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that like nuts and bolts? I think it was. Um, where you basically build vehicles. It's pretty exactly. wild. That, what game are you talking about? It doesn't exist. Ah, the the banjo. Oh, sorry. Did they talk about a banjo three or something? No, like Did there they... was an actual banjo three. Oh, I didn't know this. Like I was talking. Sorry, banjo nuts and bolts just weird. 
that's yeah, it's just a cycle like game, it, exactly. It <laughs> there was an attempt. No, I played it for a hot minute. It's kind of fun, but like, oh, yeah, okay. it's it's not a banjo like series game. Yeah, they I did know. an actual banjo three. Oh, banjo it, three. Yeah, uh, and they called it banjo three. Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and a, then, so it never happened, right? No, like it actually happened. It's published and everything. Oh, but the problem was that it did everything right, but it did it wrong somehow. Yeah. Because it, it had the Banjo-Kazooie beats. It had the reference well, you, to you don't mean you don't mean ukulele, do you? No, I mean an actual Banjo-Kazooie. I was going to say, because that was one. Unless, remember, that, unless that's a weird Banjo... Unless a weird... Um, uh, <laughs> Mushroom-induced uh, oh, Banjo. Me, no, it was nuts and bolts. Maybe it was. I'm just... Because okay. I think someone's saying now, like, Banjo 3, like, it could come out in 2021. It's like, ooh, okay. Okay, no. Yeah. Sorry. I, I got confused because they didn't, they had a joke in the game where they, they didn't call it Banjo 3 because they kept referring to it in game that they'll, if they want to have a third title <laughs> in the series, they'd have to be called some weird. I love it. But yeah, sorry. It was Banjo Nuts and Bolts. It's, I like Oh, yeah. That it, it was, like, it was, it had, the- if I thought I have two rules, which is you have to do something. If you're going to do something that's already been done, do it well. Yeah. Or if you're going to do something different, you know, you have, you have to, sorry, for me to enjoy something, do something that's already been established, just do it well. Yeah. Or try something different. And it somehow failed on both of fronts for me. I don't know how he did it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. But it's he like, did eh. something different, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Just not that engaging. But it's a Banjo-Kazooie yeah. game. I mean, it's, it's fun to play Banjo-Legos sometimes, but yeah, exactly. Like anyway. Lego? No, but that's kind of what it is. It's kind of oh, like okay. Banjo-Legos. <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, I better move on. It's just yes, uh, yes, Banjo. Yes, yes. Original Banjo does rock, though. Exactly. Yes. Um, to round it all out, Rod, uh, in just a few words, what does magic mean to you? <sighs> I'm just going to keep stealing stuff other people have said on Tom, magic to me is an excuse to socialize. Yeah, exactly. And it's what I was thinking about before when we we're talking about, you know, just having a game with Kristen and uh, and, and, and Chris Von Voom yeah. and like we we forgot we we're playing. It's just like I just we just want to nerd out about other things and it was just, you know, it was, it was perfect. Plus if I didn't play I didn't pick up magic, I don't think I would have really kept relationship with my current best man. Because mm-hmm. that's how we bond. We bond through magic and board games. Yeah. And if we didn't do that, I wouldn't have kept playing, playing, kept playing, which would have expanded my social circle. If I didn't expand my social circle, I wouldn't have stayed in Melbourne. If I didn't stay in Melbourne, I wouldn't have started streaming. If I didn't start streaming, I wouldn't have met Chesh. If I didn't have met Chesh, I wouldn't have met you. If I didn't, met, if I didn't met you or Chesh, I wouldn't have decided to go meet in a board game, which, which means I wouldn't have met my, my soon-to-be wife, and I wouldn't be where I am today. So... Uh, wow. Uh, wow wow Sorry, <laughs> a, butterf- just, a just, butterfly a butterfly flaps its wings and then rod uh is here like it's yeah, exactly. fuck. sorry just i just had a just had a moment of clarity there a big brain moment yeah totally <laughs> they just say like, wow that's 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 literally what it comes down to and like we we have to you know we we can be thankful about a game for doing mm. that that's it's pretty amazing the power yeah. of it right it is just a game but it's also more than just a game like it's, it's that's the beauty of the game. You have to have other people to play it. So you're forced to socialize. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and sometimes we may not be our best best performance. 
contest, you may bring out the other side of humanity. But yeah. just like any other social group, we have to learn and adapt and evolve. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, do not let the bad bad faith actors um, take. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's a great great balance to kind of uh, to to think as and, and just and, let you know, set and, and don't listen too hard to social media because they they can magnify the good and the bad. Yeah, so, that's right. Oh, like, oh, you, can be, you can love magic and be critical of the practices. Mm. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. Like, because, and, and honestly, how I feel, you know? Like, you, you can be critical of the system that you're part of. Yeah. You cannot always judge something from the outside. Of- yeah, we can take the good and the bad. Like, yes. Yeah. Take the good, you take the bad, and those are the facts of life. To do the facts of life. Great point. Absolutely great point. Love it. Um, Yeah, I I guess there's nothing else to do in this episode except for uh, go through. As we say, we we take magic. It's 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 magic. Uh, There is there's more to to life than magic. It's a great thing, that kind of thing. Um, Mm. But as you've shown, everyone's interesting and everyone has interesting things pop up every week that they're into. We've got the entertaining, which is any non-magic media which has our taste or attention for the week. Um, you, I know you've got an absolute zinger because we've talked about it, you know, in chat all week, and it's um, like you alluded to before. I don't know if you want to try and do a um, a top level uh, kind of observation of or, or like kind of relay of of how you've been spending your time uh, with that game, or you want to do something completely different, completely up to you. So um, I'll, oh. I'll give you the floor for yours, and I can um, then then. Uh, kind of go through mine which is uh actually a game as well but uh yeah how what, what has your uh last week of influence been rod um boxes just boxes <laughs> like I'm, I'm living houses so i don't have much of a chance to that's true play magic this has been the first time i've socialized with someone outside of my house and the real estate i'm glad i could help <laughs> yeah no but like um I'm just looking forward to seeing what how uh, vampires get married. Hold on, that wait, we talking about the magic. magic. That really, wow. We we only have a one span month. We only have one month of not doing anything nowadays. Yeah, used that's to be true. Now it's one. That 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 time. I feel like that time went a bit longer. It's like then I thought it would. I thought it was like, oh, we're just gonna have a uh, you know what do you call it um crimson vow you know around the corner and it's like oh it actually feels like it's been a couple of weeks but maybe that's just me because we haven't right. bombarded with supplemental products maybe exactly so so did you get any disco listening this week yeah i did i'm up i finished i finally got a place to sleep for free i love that moment that is an amazing moment in the game like do you feel at peace when you got over there yes strangely getting, like finding 20 dollars every week is hard yeah, it is. Because I it's keep like... buying, I keep buying clothes, and I keep buying um, uh, quest items. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I sometimes don't have the skills to open up certain dialogues, so I have to, you know, buy the board game to find out what the thing is. I know what you mean yeah, or like the cool sunglasses that the guy is selling, or the jacket. It's like, hey, you look like a cool guy. <laughs> or you like, know, try to try to talk a certain racist to stop being racist. Yeah, need, yeah. That, oh, that's that's a moment. That is a moment. 
Yeah. What a game, oh. seriously. Like it's I know we joke we can go down the rabbit hole and, and mm. I will try and keep top level, but yeah, it's 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 a special one. Like it's um That's, yeah. It's out now on Switch. Yeah, that's what you're playing it on, right? Yeah. Um the only downside is the loading times suck. And oh really? Randomly crashes. If I yeah. go to the loading screen one too many times. There's a problem. But, but the upside is that I can take it anywhere because the problem is I can't focus on too much text on my computer screen. Mm. I need to be at a chair or my arm the bed to be able to be in a headspace to read a lot yeah. of text. And I don't have the patience to listen to the dialogue. Yeah. I um I also made the point too that um it's I was almost like, oh, if if someone doesn't like text in their game, maybe it's not for them. But I I still even think they should give it a go because well, of the way it does it. You know, the voice acting is brilliant. It is incredible, and like to think the game first released without the voice acting, or without that, yeah. that voice acting, I believe, which is oh. your your inner what do you call it? Your um your the lambic, voice? your your oh, how's that lambic system? Is that the thing? No, lambic's no, the, a beer. No, the lamb. No, the, lim- the limbic, limbic system. system. The the voice for that is like voiced mm. by this amazing jazz singer, and it's like that's the perfect oh, like cool. the baritone voice is amazing. Like it's just it's. it's- I, it's it's yeah. I, I can't speak how like positively enough about yeah. that game and and the way that like drives that forward, like as if your yeah. inner monologue is talking to you. It's it's incredible. Well, I I love the it is like content warning. It does cover a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I cannot yeah. stress it enough. A lot of trigger issues. Yes, absolutely. It does it in a very mature way. It covers yeah. suicidal thoughts very well. It puts you in the headspace of someone who is mm. in the verge of suicide, who's on, who's an alcoholic, drug addict, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. It it presents you with people with the different mindsets, and it presents you in a very mature way that doesn't make fun of the matter. It just presents you mm. the world as it is. Yeah, and I think that's great. It may not be everyone's cup of tea, but no. if it is, go get it. Oh yeah. I love the fact that the game opens up with the reptilian brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, and, keeps, it keeps kind of you, like touching it. And if you open up a certain dialogue box, you run away from somebody and then jump, flip, and then double flip them off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I said, said that screenshot and then he was hooked. I need to see that. Um, uh, I I love that we've had little like it, it, the game can be so different. And I was talking to Lenny, and Lenny is like, I I'm really looking forward to doing a different run because it's a it's an RPG. In some concepts, we know that that we kind of align with other RPGs, but it's so unique at the same time. But <laughs> it is still the type of thing. The game is wildly different if you dr- make a different build. And when you make a build in this game, it's like a build of mental kind of uh mm. characteristics is the best way to put it and it's like i it, it, i love that so much that like i could choose one that's more about well i guess more physical things in the in the truest sense of the word but they're more mental aspects of it you know um, i i love one thing about this game is that it is accessible in the mechanics yeah simply yeah, on the yeah. difficulty level because i realized a thinker which is your one of your starting builds mm. easy mode oh really because I had a I had a look at the builds. The thinker has all the has the ones that gives you opens up a lot of the inner thought mod dialogues. Yeah, yeah. Which, which gives you a lot more context to what you're doing and the world. Whereas yeah. if you're doing the 
the third one, which is I believe the brawler or something like that. Yeah, that's you have which none is, of you have none of the mental tool stats. So basically, you're going in blind. All which is a much is, yeah. All you can do is, is intimidate and punch people, but you cannot a, think your way out of other situation. It's an interesting analog to life, and I wonder if there's a message there too. Like you know, um, it's definitely the, the 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 undertone I got playing it. It's like it's definitely about like uh, violence isn't like is an option, but it's like it's it's kind of not really what you're kind of uh, guided to do mm. in a way. Uh, and maybe that was got to do with my build as well, but like there's always an alternative way around people. And I think the undertone I get from the game is every person is interesting, which kind yeah. of is what I believe in. Like you want, you know, there's always something else to get out of someone, like another story, another kind of aspect of them in a, in a oh. way you're fascinated, like I'm love fascinated it. by everybody. Yeah. You're, you, and I, I, I love that. I'm, that's what you walk away from that game with. You just like, everyone is a character with one of these be- beautiful painting portraits. And mm. that is a really healthy way to view people in this world. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. Like it, it also goes back to a game because everyone has a reason for being there. Totally. Absolutely. Like there's no random shopkeeper. Who's just a shopkeeper. Yeah. Everything happened in that game for a reason. Yeah. Whether those reasons were good or bad, doesn't matter. Yeah, take it the happens. good with the bad, like we said before. Exactly. Take the good with the bad. And I love the sense of you are an amnesiac. I'm not spoiling anything because you literally wake up with a mm. worst, world's worst hangover. So bad you forgot literally everything about Yeah, it. yeah. So, and it changes enough about the world that it does give you that sense of amnesia. You don't know how this world operates. Yeah, totally. It's, sim- and, it's similar enough that you know that if you go to the Seven Eleven, you can buy painkillers. It's genius, isn't it? Like it's genius onboarding that you're fumbling around trying to figure out the world, and you're just that guy. And I, I think I talked about it. I don't think I told you, but I, I was super sick when I started playing the game, and it felt even like I was role playing it. I was like, my head hurts like his. <laughs> it's really, you know, di- it really I did. A, <laughs> I had a, I had a flu or some, some a virus infection like that like i was feeling down so i was yeah, in the yeah. same spot you were so i was like oh i why am i playing a sick dude when i'm sick myself what i thought games were escape is a man yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly this is a hard <laughs> thing to swallow yeah. I don't want, too why real play, why play a sick it's man a- when i can just roll over in bed and die yeah, is, 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 is this a future of VR, like, to be to be actually sick as well? Oh, well. <laughs> I drank too much last night, so you get a minus two on your kidneys. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's great. Anyway, but yes, Sorry. very, very good game. Um, uh, I remember, I love that point during the week. I was like, oh, what about you, a talking necktie? And you're like, talking necktie, question mark? I was like, oh, whoops. Um, so it was because my major skill my build is inland empire which is i've never had something talk to me that hard before which is like that that's me like that is like apparently from what i learned is that inland empire is an ability to know your surroundings yep and your cop sense so basically since you're bashing insane stuff will talk to you sometimes you'll be kind uh, of yeah it's conscience yeah the lowest that will be like crime scene evidence you know you'll see footprints and they'll tell you hey this dude walked past if you're good at higher levels like Sam did, your tie will talk to you. Yeah, you have a talk because it says that in the description of the ability, and then the first one of the first things you get is your necktie, and it talks to you, and it's like, okay, my necktie cool. never talked to me. <laughs> and so it's just being, a necktie. It's like, what are you talking being, about? I was too busy trying to figure out why I could only put on one shoe at a time. 
Yeah, I remember like I, I reading your little diary of what's going on, like how what's going on in this first dream, and it's, yeah, it was amazing. Oh, so, I, I haven't had that experience for ages, like sharing a game like that with someone to go, like you know, uh, talking about it in the early steps. It was, it was a lot of fun. Like it, it's definitely a new experience for me as well because I never since I always play like the indie games. Mm-hmm, I never, true. I never have much shared experience, and the problem is I love, I play a lot of narrative games so i cannot talk to people because yeah, i know i will I mean, spoil shit like i spoiled great game for my partner who didn't watch it but it was just felt bad that i spoiled a very big moment at the end mm-hmm, true inadvertently as well yeah whoops <laughs> <laughs> it happens it happens i know exactly. but it was someone died who wasn't supposed to and i spoiled that Ah, uh, you 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 better stop talking about it before you spoil anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm like kidding. That, that's why I'm like, all right. I feel like everyone's safe. Can, anyone who knows knows. Those who don't, the re- the real ones know, as it were. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the real ones are. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off with my uh, my little entertaining thing yeah, for the week, and it was I have got really into the third version of a game that I absolutely love. The second one of Crusader Kings three. Oh my! So I play a lot of Crusader Kings two. It's um, it's Middle Ages lineage management is the best way I could put it. Sounds boring as hell. It's 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 educational. It's you realize how batshit crazy the Crusades were, uh, and the power of the the the, the Pope in the times. How batshit crazy just the Middle Ages were. Um, that was that'd be the most brutal time to um, be alive. Is that the one with the batshit insane um, patch notes? Probably yeah, because it's a paradox game. So paradox uh, are famous for like. We were talking before about like uh, your board games that have just insane kind of instructions. Um, Paradox games have famously like obtuse uh, systems to work with, like just intensely detailed uh, system kind of, what do you call it, layers and that kind of thing uh, that some people are like, not too hard, and they just bounce straight off. Um, I've always felt like you can just, I go into these and just go, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out. Like City Skylines is one of them. Stellaris is one of them. I think Europa Universalis uh, was one back in the day a little bit too. But yeah, Crusader Kings is a bit like that as well. I think they've done a bunch of others. Um, Um, Because I remember there was one like, you can no longer feed lepers to them. You can no longer feed lepers dongs to themselves. Wow. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's, I'm thinking of a different game or it's the same one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yes. likely. Like, anything can happen in these Hang games. On. Yes, it was. Crusader King is the one where you can basically have inbred babies and then feed them yes. to the peasants. There's, there's, yeah, you can do all kinds of, you can do yeah. anything. And there's there's a great YouTube clip you, of, like, they, they want to make the most um, uh, if, if inbred the game, dynasty if ever. If you don't, if you don't play the game, at least read the patch notes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're like, oh, I just fixed up the uh, the inbred management system. It's like, what the hell? It's like, yeah, no, there's there's any because like I don't know. You, you can make the you can make mm-hmm. the what's the family on Lord of the Rings? Okay, um, let me Lord just read. Oh my let God. me just read um, a random one. What, you can no longer mistake your infant child for You can no longer mistake your infant child for serial killer. That's a patch yes. note. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that can happen. Ugly yeah, characters I mean, now look more ugly. Yeah, they 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 just they ramped up the scars and the the things. Wait, 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 what? Hang on, last one. 
Intelligent women no longer confront their pregnant lesbian lover to ask if they are the father of that child. Stupid women, however, still have a chance of, to ask that question. What the fuck is that game? The, the detail, the detail they go into. It's it's incredible. But anyway, so, so the, the big undertone I get from this game uh, in an amazing way, you it's it's conquest across Europe uh, and, and beyond, actually. So this one has all the, and I think all the places of the DLC in number two. So you get um, all the way across to the Eastern China and, and so... Everything's going about in in a kind of sped up time, I guess. Mm. Uh, but you're going to war. You're kind of like growing territories. The biggest thing you ever do, like yeah, sure, you can you can uh, going to war does things. The biggest thing you can do is is all about lineage, and it's like mm. marrying people off, and like you know, next thing you know, three generations later, you've kind of got a uh, you've got a, a hook uh, into the the the. the what do you call it? The Holy Roman Empire or something like that. You might have mm-hmm. someone who actually inherited a, a spot there or something like that. And it's it's just wild. It's so complex in the way these things happen, but you can't you can't take your eyes off the screen. You ma- and you there's married, always something to do. You marry your daughter to the king of France. Now you're now her child is trying to siege war against you. Yes. It's 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 that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. oh, but the, this kid's only sixteen, but it's somehow my spy master like has the skills to do that. You know, to be like, fair, um, didn't um, Andre the conquer? Uh, what was it? Some teenager basically conquered all the known world. Oh, I was going to say, like, the, the, I think expectations on age uh, were probably a bit higher back then. Like, what you could do, it's like, I mean, I, we joke now. It's like, I, I was a kid when I was twenty-two. Like, I don't know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it's, most people around that time would be dead by our age. Right. Exactly. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a delight. IGN gave it ten out of ten. One of the coolest things I did was, um, uh, I had. Uh, my brother-in-law and his friend um, play multiplayer with me, and that was works really well multiplayer. Um, Crusader Kings three does, and I plugged in my laptop to our TV, and I was like, I just sat there and I had my keyboard and my mouse, and just kind of sat there and vegged out on the couch and and had that experience of uh, playing a computer like playing PC type stuff on a massive screen. And it's like this this is kind of great. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. So yeah. Highly recommended, but uh, yeah, that's that's that. So, um, Crusader Kings Three, Disco Elysium, check them both out. We've we've given video games this week; they're both awesome. So, yeah, nice. Anyway, Rod. Yeah, exactly. Um, I better wrap it up now because um, yes, I'm getting a little tired because uh, yes, it's been it's been a while. It's been a long weekend, and I'm glad we finally made this happen. And um, sorry, listeners, for a, a little my, delight. That goes my for longest podcast. Ah, no, it's fine. I, yeah, I'll cut you short on that one. You, you, you asked me to anyway. Yeah, um, we, I'm, I, you know what? If we really wanted to, we could do it. Like it's, yeah. it, and it would be on one of those topics that's easy. So I just want to give everyone a pocket of, of kind of rod law because uh, and, and experience the fun, the fun character I get to hang out with, you know, um, mm. from time to time, oh, which is that's great. Sweet. So, love it. Um, the, the world needs more, more uh, Rodrigo. So... <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, until until next time and, uh, you know, until we, we hang out again, uh, where can the people find you, Rod? Um, nowhere. I'm in the... What? I'm in, like, I, I open up a YouTube channel. I'm trying... I'm still figuring out how to get stuff done for it because I need my own space for it. Yeah, true, true. But I will eventually, at some stage in the future, start uploading what what secret engineering products I'm working on. Nice, nice. But exactly. it's... 
I may have told Sam what they are, but I'm still figuring out how the hell to make a YouTube video because streaming and videos are two different beasts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I still respect. So, I, I respect um, greatly that people do YouTube stuff. I don't know Twitter. Twitter's yeah, Twitter. the one. That's where you speak. Me- message me for questions about magic, uh, weird card games, Disco Elysium, or just how how if you need help on how to cope with ADHD or autism or just. Yeah, facts because most stuff that helps with mental health actually can just help regular people as well. Don't be afraid. Totally. Um, what did what did Chris Von Doom say? Like life's hard and sometimes feels shitty, but that the least we can do is just help each other out. So let's be excellent to each other. Exactly. Let's be excellent to each other. So yeah, great advice. So, um, yeah. So so on the Twitters at it's the King of Engineers, isn't it? Uh, uh, ooh, hang on. I haven't seen my Twitter profile in a while. How is it? Yeah. Uh, K K O engineers, K O engineers. There you go. You oh, found right. It. I think it's oh right because I like the King of Fighters. Your reference to that. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Love it. Uh, and you can find myself at Pastor Jam Sam on the Instagrams and the Twitters. Uh, but more importantly, you can find the the podcast uh, at samdr underscore crunch on Twitter uh, at samdr crunch. Instagram, the website is cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm and you can send thoughts, feedback, pictures of cephalids, whatever you feel like to cmdrcrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that's that's been amazing. Uh, apart from being excellent to each other, any, any other advice for our uh, lovely listeners there, Rod? Um, communication is a two-way street. Yes, that is to, very true. Be willing to give feedback and be willing to accept feedback because... Bro, like growth is a two-way street. Yeah, I like, I like it. it. I say, uh, loser. Um, you know, it's the the one that will get invited back, and a bit like watch watch the way Rod does it. Exactly. Um, be a good sport. Exactly. You can win them all, but you might as well enjoy all of the games you play. That is enough. You're so much better at giving advice than me. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just grab, I just grab what you say, but just put yeah. my own spin on it. Do you have a motivational calendar there, like a sponsored by Wizards of the Coast or something? It's perfect. Anyway, <laughs> take care, folks. Have a good one. Bye bye.